babe, if you miss this, I'm gonna divorce you. I don't know who needs to hear this, but check it out. Tell me if I'm lying. It's nothing more sexier than a woman touching her lips together and shutting the fuck up. I'm going. No woman has all five. Okay, let's see. Let's see here. Forty dollars. I have forty dollars. Number two. Fuck this shit. How long you been married? Forty-two years. How was that possible? I count in dog years because my wife's a bitch. Makes sense. So you think cooking me dinner, giving me three BJ's a day, and let me hit it from the back is gonna keep me around? Yeah. I don't know what else to do. You know what I love? Oh my god. Sorry. Um, I just love a good roast beef sandwich, especially Arby's. motherfucker chuck he chucked that fucking basketball like in a mars dude yeah he did too yeah that was you know don't test me don't tempt me you know <laughs> hey babe if you miss this hey, hey. that's how it is <laughs> yeah welcome to another let them burn go ahead bull no i was gonna say like that that was funny she's like i don't know what else to do <laughs> <laughs> oh <girl>. yeah <laughs> yeah you know you know you're, you're you tell me you're gonna keep me around yeah i don't know what else to do god damn <laughs> you know the one that dropped her phone intentionally you know and she loves yeah. roast beef especially from arby's she gets it see she gets yeah, it she, she really does it. you know she's gonna make it she understands the whole roast beef concept where's mctubus when i need him are you there mctubus i'm summoning you okay and Dante, you know what? You're right. White people really can't rap. But you know what I haven't seen? A Filipino rapper. Just saying, bro. Because while white what? people suck, or at least white women suck at rapping. You know, are, uh, you what are Filipinos even good at? I don't know. Acting like ladyboys or something? I don't know. I don't know either. <clears throat> the hell's this? Bull Rush was right. If you ride rims, you got to ride flats. Even Nick was laughing. Do you know what this is about, Bull? Because no you're, you're the one getting called out here. I have no idea. I don't either. I have I need, no... I need more context. Dude, It. you know what? Everything other than the Lady Boys part's probably cringe. I'm just saying. Just saying. But you know what's... You know, since, you know, Nick's not going to be here tonight, kids. Because at the last minute... He reached out and said, I'm sick as a dog. I'm not going to make it. And all I could think was, Nick, you got to stop licking salamanders assholes. That's how you get the coof. Okay. So apparently Nick's not going to be here, but it was Nick who was the guy that said, Hey, you know, let's, let's be topical. And all I could think was at the time when he brought it up to me was, what are we talking about? You know, we, we put an ointment on, on wounds. I, I don't, I don't get it, but I was like, sure. Why not? 
And I guess what he meant was, yeah, we're all going to each, all three of us, you know, are going to have a topic. I don't know what Bull's going to talk about. I didn't know what he was going to talk about. Probably something boring like fucking Bitcoins and Ethereum or something. But I have a topic and we'll get to that here in a minute. But first, you know, part of my topic, I, I and I'm going to bring this up since since this guy here, since this guy is in the chat, white people do it offbeat. Filipinos are tight, but the words suck. Eh, you know, this, you know, Dante's a young guy and he, he's trying to act like an old Gen Xer. And it's like he keeps confusing the map for the territory. <laughs> and, and for that, you know, dude, you're not going to make it. You know, you want to come up against us because, you know, I made a little comment last night to you, Dante. And then you, you came back with, oh, a mistype. Is that all you got? You're getting soft. And I thought, brah, you really want to go there? But I let it go. I let it slide because, kids, <clears throat> Dante, the panda, the Filipino kid, wrote an amazing article. And, yeah, he put it on his own sub stack. And then, oh, as a, as a you know, a one-off type of thing, oh, I'll post it to Rob's blog. <laughs> and he did. And I'm glad he did because it's a great article. It's called Men and Women, a Remedial Course. Okay. And there's a couple of things I want to go through here that uh, this is part of my topic, being topical here. Dante starts off by, well, you know, you guys can go read the motherfucker. Go to robsays.net. Go look for it. It's there. But a couple of things he said here that like, you know, almost brought a tear to my eye. As he says, Rollo makes the claim that men and women are better together than they are apart. And if you buy evolutionary biology, this is true. Every sexual with male and female species is designed to have the two sexes get together and reproduce. If these traits pass down from our evolutionary ancestors to present day, you, it's most likely that you are evolutionarily programmed to have the opposite sex in your life too. By being human, not me, I'm a panda. You are programmed to get women, fuck them, and be in their company. If you can't accept this, stop and don't go any further. And then he went on and he said, one key idea I found in Ian Ironwood's writings, and he's summarizing, is that men have an impetus for individual sovereignty, while women have an impetus for social harmony. From a sociological standpoint, having both in your court is highly advantageous. Without individual sovereignty, you cannot go after your wants and desires. Without social harmony, almost everyone would be dead. True statement there. The most successful strategy, therefore, is to build a society whose foundation is a social harmony built on protecting individual sovereignty, men and women together. Uh, he goes on and talks about him and his sister, uh, then he goes into the early pickup artists were not going around hitting on women because they hated them and wanted to hold them accountable. Quite the contrary. The early red pill guys were not online discussing women's nature because they wanted to exploit it and harm the women in their lives. Quite the contrary. The early married red pill guys do not talk all day about their wives because they wished she was dead. Quite the contrary. They decided by, dare I say, instinct 
that not having women's sexual companionship in their lives kind of sucked. This is the very core of it. And everyone talking about men's issues has become distracted with talking about other things like holding women accountable, getting back at feminism, posturing on Twitter, etc. This is an absolute tragedy. And a side note, I agree 135,000% with you, Dante. Because, in, because instead of solving this core issue, we're coping and blaming and proselyzing and grifting, okay? And he goes on with it. And you guys, you, you, really go need, you really do need to go read this. But to sum it up, he says, but men did not originally come here for shaming and blaming and all the bullshit you see now. They came here to have a great relationship with the opposite sex. Guys originally came here either to A, get women in their lives because they actually fucking liked them, or B, they had a woman in their life and they wanted to keep her around. You know, get more sex, get more of what they wanted, but they wanted to keep her there. That was the original idea of the red pill. It's all about sexual strategy, about getting what you want. It's not about shaming and whamming shit and she belongs to the street. That is where morality infiltrated the red pill. And it's not just the trad cons and all the other bullshit that you've been seeing. It's the fact, and I say morality because every time I see some dipshit go off and talk about we need to go back to 1950 or, you know, she's a 304 and belongs to the streets or, you know, they, we got to shame them and keep them accountable. All I am hearing is men's morality. And what I'm hearing specifically is I want her to bow down to my morality. The black pillars that Dante talked about, the MRA guys, all of it. It's all about morality, specifically the person who is writing or talking about it. It's the idea that I do not measure up and I don't want to. I don't want to do the burden of male performance. So I'm going to shame and hold them accountable and whaminate shit until they do. <clears throat> And I'm sitting here going, and I wrote about this like three fucking years ago. Do you even like women? Yeah. Okay. Do you? Do you guys even like them? Because if this is your viewpoint that we need to hold them accountable, we need to shame them, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't sound like you like them all that much to me. When the original idea of the red pill, rule zero, as Chest would say, is about your sexual strategy and getting the things you want from life with women. And the original pickup guys and the original dudes going all the way back, they actually liked women and wanted them around and they didn't have any. So they're like, bruh. How do I get the whammon? And guys would swap notes. Or in the married red pills case is, dude, I have a woman, but bro, you know, life sucks for me and for her. What to do? And guys gave them advice. But the premise was you liked them. You either wanted them or you already had them and you wanted to keep them around. That was the premise. Now it's fucking, you know, it's, well, we got to go back to the 50s or we need to go back to Rome or, or this other bullshit, which is all morality. It's all guys 
pissing and moaning and whining because they don't want to do the burden of male performance. They don't want to be the the world's most interesting guy, which, hey, spoiler alert, a spoiler alert, guys. You don't need to be the world's most interesting guy. You just need to be interesting. That's it. The bar is so low that it's, it's, I'm still just like, wow. You mean all I had to do was put on a, a shiny red shirt and wear fucking pants that have lace up the sides and wear some cologne that smells nice. And women are like, oh my God, you're the guy that I've always wanted. Stupid shit like that. I find but, it, I find it funny that the guy, the guys go after you. Other guys, if they, they don't share their morality, suddenly you're some sort of fucking degenerate or something like that. Well, or- and that's it. That's that's their cope, and they're blaming other guys. You know, you're the reason that wham. You know, you root or whamming. You know, and it's like, no, you just don't want to nut up, sack up, and fucking do the work, which is not hard. Not today. It's easy today. I'm 51 years old, I'm five foot four, and I have no problem. That's how fucking easy it is, okay? And, and I love the fact that Dante touched on that in this article, that it's women and, you know, men and women are better together than apart. And that when we go back to the basics, we go all the way back. It was originally about guys who either wanted to get women and didn't have them, or it was about guys who had them and wanted to keep them around. That, yeah, she's she's kind of a nag and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I fucking love her. And I just want more of what we had in the beginning. There was no, ah, oh, you know, my wife's a whore. She's a 304 and she belongs to the streets. And she was not the waifu and all this other bullshit. That's, you know, Dante fucking nailed it. And for that, I didn't give him shit last night when he was confusing the map for the territory when it came to us old fuckers. But that's what I got. Bull, talk to the kids for a minute. I'll be right back because something's going on and I have to address it. All right. <clears throat> well, it's like I said earlier. I, I don't. Under, I don't understand why guys go after other dudes if they don't share their their uh, sense of morality. The thing is that morality never got my dick sucked. Morality never got me hired for a job. Fuck your morality. You know. That's yours, not mine. And in the long run, if you think about it, it's, it's all in your head. Because ultimately, morality just holds you back in most cases, especially with girls. Uh, it's not, it's not, I've, well, you see it on, on social media and stuff too, because guys, like Rob said, was one to hold these girls accountable and shit. You're not going to be able to do that on the, on the front end of it. And actually saying shit like that makes you look extremely unattractive and very off-putting, not just to girls, but just, everybody else too you know girls the girls don't don't want they don't want to be held accountable you're not going to hold them accountable you're not going to hold anyone accountable you want to or not you're not going to hold them accountable that's that's a given that's a that's a fool's errand so fuck it yeah it's just yeah it's just uh it is a fool's errand and you're setting yourself up for failure what i what i especially don't get are the guys who are married and out here on social media calling trying to hold girls accountable. I'm like, dude, you need to hold your wife accountable. Like, why are you even in the, you don't have skin in the game, bro. Like, why do you care? You have no dog in a fight. You're married. Like focus on keeping your wife accountable, I guess, you know, instead of running your fucking mouth on, uh, on social media about this shit. And Dante nailed it. You just have to be not boring. That's it. That's really all it is. Because the truth is most of the women I've met have boring lives. 
they get up, they go to work, whether they work from home or they go to the office or whatever. Maybe they go to the gym, they go out once in a while with their girlfriends. And if they have kids, they do some shit with their kids and then they go home. Okay. And that, you know, they talk about, you know, sarcasms, you know, I'm fluent in sarcasm and I'm a dog mom. And I'm like, do you know how many fucking times I've heard that? Oh, yeah. That is boring. Okay. From a man's point of view, that it's like, wow, where have I heard this before? Kind of like the, you know, I'm strong and independent. Yeah, I've fucking heard that a million times. Tell me something unique about you. Tell me something different. Women are no different, guys. They want to see something different other than I'm 420 friendly and I play video games and I eat Cheetos. They, you know, you don't have to be the world's most interesting man. Just be interesting, you know? Well, yeah, it's like it's like my girlfriend. She if I'm not if I'm not visiting her or anything at her house or whatever, we're not hanging out and she's by herself, she watches the ID channel and she sends me, she sends me uh memes. Oh Jesus. And the ID channel, yeah, it's the the criminal channel. I know what yeah. you're talking about. She's yeah. learning how to do CSI shit. Yeah. yeah. How many women have I met? How many how many women have you guys met or heard of that this is what they do? They go home and they watch either rom-coms or they watch the ID channel because they want to know, you know, who was Jack the Ripper. Okay. And that's, but that's it though. Like she has no other hobbies. No. Like she, she and she she sits there on her on the couch and like watches ID channel and she sends and me memes, memes like thirty memes. Yeah, you know? well, of course, they all do that. Because she's like you sit know? there, she's sitting there pining for me. She's like, I wish you were here. I'm like, I'm busy doing something, I'm like reading comics or something. Leave me alone. Right, you know? but that's I mean, what I mean, guys. That's the bar. Okay, she's sitting on the couch watching the ID channel, sending memes, going, "I wish you were here." You only have to be more interesting than that. That's it. That's a that's a subterranean bar right there. It really is. <laughs> you can't mambo lower than that or whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's mambo. You, you can't get a- mambo lower than that. That's hey. her bar. And that's where, you know, the guys that say women ain't shit, they're all in the street, blah, 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 blah. They don't even want to go that low. That's why I say it's morality. Is because they're pissed off because they just wouldn't accept me for me. And it's like, well, you're a boring motherfucker too. If girls aren't shit, then you should be able to easily have three or four in rotation. Easily. That's what I mean. If women ain't shit, shit, you should be able to fucking bag them by the dozen. What the hell? You know? And, And you don't have to be special. When the belly dancer and I go out, I specifically choose to wear certain attire which I actually wear, whether we're going to a play, going to a recital, going to an event, or, hey, we're just going out to dinner. You know, it's the same old fucking place that we always go to. I make it a point to wear certain attire. And it's not for her, it's for me. I like to wear that attire because I'm a loud motherfucker. And I always get compliments from women and from men. That they're like, holy shit, wow, look at you. The women are like, that's a great shirt. Can I touch it? Because it's silk. Ooh. And it's like, well, of course. Because women oh. like to touch. They like to feel, you know. And I'm looking at it going, I spent $40 on a pseudo silk shirt 
I spent a hundred and some odd dollars on a pair of pants and you motherfuckers can't get a date. You know, this is basic shit, guys. Yeah, my girl, my girl likes it whenever I wear a black t-shirt, blue jeans and my boots. That's right. What she likes, man. She doesn't. Hey, and nothing wrong with that. You go with what she likes. Real quick, Jackaroo for the Australian $2. <laughs> Two doubloons for the red meat budget. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, you know what? Kuzlin nailed it. The bar is so low that just showing up can be enough sometimes. Seriously. Yeah. That's that's how, how sad it is, but how easy it is. Okay? Instead, most guys, oh, fuck that. I want to watch, you know, people holding girls accountable. And it's like, dude, really? How did we get here? You know, and it's that's a why it's morale. Waste of your time, man. Like it, it's it, totally a waste of time. There's nothing. There's no ROI on that on that kind of behavior. None. There's nothing. Do you never? I've never. I've never on social media or in real life seen a girl held accountable. And you never by some, will. By some dude. Yeah. Well, and you know the the guys that you know want to go back to the the 1950s. I I know people from the 1950s. And they're like, yeah, it was the same shit then as it is now. Everything was just swept under the rug. That's it. Yeah, there was no SSRIs. There was no legalized abortion. There was no no-fault divorce. But people left. People cheated. People had abortions in a back alley somewhere. People drank instead of doing SSRIs. And everything was kept on the down low. Women who decided to cheat were a little more cautious about it. They were better liars back then, okay? Or the husbands were more gullible and just didn't want to see it. Both are probably true. So well, the, guy, the, the husbands probably had a girl on the side too. Yeah. No, and yeah, probably, okay? Or, you know, he went out for a pack of smokes and never came back. And yeah, he just never remarried because back then no fault wasn't a thing. So he just started up another franchise with another woman. He just never remarried. That's all. Guys, do you really want to go back to the 1950s where women were better liars than they are today? Because for the guys that, ah, we need to go back to the 50s. That's what they're saying is I want her to be a better liar than she is today. Okay. That's why I say this is all about morality because the guy that goes, we need to go back to the fifties. That's his delusional, fantastical made up version of reality that never existed that he wants to go back to because he's basically saying, I can't cope. I can't handle it. And I want it to be this way because that's my morality. And all I can say is, oh, so you want them to be even better liars than they already are. All right, go for it, bro. Let's see how that works out for you, bud. Because you know what? Yeah, it's in your face today. It's all there. They lay it out. It's on social media. They're loud and proud about it. Okay. At least you know what's going on. You want to go back, you know, back to the 50s? When they just swept it under the rug, hit it, and then you wonder, hey, wait a minute, fuck she up to? Oh, nothing, baby. It's all good. You really want well, that, guys? Because that, to me, is what they're signaling. That's what they also, want. Also, too, like back in the 50s, I think a lot of these Tradicons wanted that way. Also, 
because like back then women didn't have as many options as far as work and stuff like that. They may have yeah. not had the options for work, but they had all the options for men just like they do today. Yeah. So they weren't, they weren't as, you know, back then they're, they weren't as beholden or they're more beholding to a, getting married and stuff like that. Otherwise they'd be out on their ass somewhere. Well, yeah. You know, marriage out of necessity. I, I, yeah. I think there's an element of that too, like necessity and stuff like that. And it's just like uh, me, I don't, I don't want it that way. I don't yeah, either. I, I don't, I don't like I that. I would either. rather her be around because she chooses to be around than, well, I, I need someone to take care of the bills and take care of me. And I guess you'll do. I'd rather her say, you know, I make my own money. I, I don't need a man, but I sure as hell want you. I'd rather have that than have the alternative of, yeah, you know, she gives me kids and she tolerates me fucking her once in a while. And God knows what she does while I'm out at the mill or the fucking coal mine or the auto assembly line risking my life. And she's home doing God knows whatever. Yeah. I'd I, rather I, mean, have I, I like my girlfriend taking me out to dinner yeah. and picking up the bill. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's nice. I like, I like her giving me expensive cologne on my birthday and stuff and bottles Ooh. of tequila on Christmas. And it's not your money that she's using to do it. Oh no. Right. That's what I mean. That's where, you know, these 1950s guys, it's like, you guys are, you're not just stupid. That's my own personal take is you're stupid, but you're naive at least. Yeah. I'll get, I'll say that, that I think most people would agree with that one that dude, you're fucking naive. You know, you're, you're showing me your lack of experience, not just with women, but your lack of experience with life. When you're hanging on to a fantasy that never existed and you're like, we need to return to that. And it's like, it never existed even in the 50s. It was never there. Everything that's going on today was going on back then. It was just swept under the rug. That's it. That's why I'm like, oh, so you want women to be better liars. All right. Tell I, me I what you're working out. I would for. even uh, take it a step further and say that and hypothesize that even if you were able to go back into the fifties or make culture the like it was in the fifties, you still wouldn't be successful with girls. It's kind of like the passport guys. Like you go to another country and get like, yeah, if, but if you don't, if you don't know what you're doing with girls, like going to another country is not going to. No, it's that. not going to magically make it better. That's the thing. There's no magic dirt. There's no magic, you know, oh, I go here and the simpleton women here are going to love me for me because I'm the rich white guy compared to their standards. It's like, no, you're going to attract lady boys and gold diggers. That's yeah. what you're going to get. You know, yeah, I mean, now you have you a might, little game. You might do better in another country. I don't know. You might end up in a fucking bathtub with ice and missing a kidney. Or both. Or both. Whatever. Yeah. You literally don't wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but it just throw it just shows a gross misunderstanding of, of women's nature and stuff. Well, that's what I mean. It's just showing me that how naive they are, you know, that it's like, wow. And and these are not just necessarily younger guys, you know, like Dante's age or younger. These are guys closer to my age that I'm like, yeah. wow, you know, how how naive as a 40 something, 50 something year old man you are, because I'm seeing it and I'm just like, it's all comes down to morality. It, it all comes down to ultimately 
I don't understand what's going on around me, but I know I don't like it. <laughs> so therefore, we need to go back to something that I think and I pretend to understand because I don't want to do the work. I don't want to, you know, I just want to be myself. And so you need to shape up for me is what it ultimately comes down to. Where I look at it and just go, hey, you either adapt or you don't. Me, I adapted. But it's like, oh, need to have a look. Hey, I like having a look. So I have a look. Trust me, kids, if you go to my Instagram or you see a couple of pictures on Twitter, those are not staged. That's me in the wild. I'm out wearing, like I said, a purple shirt, a red shirt, a black shirt. They're all shiny. The fucking pants have lace up the sides. That is my normal attire when I go out, okay? I have a look. You figure out what yours is. Maybe you're a suit and tie guy. I don't know. Maybe, you know, just don't be the T-shirt and cargo shorts and ball cap guy because I, every I, other guy is that I, guy. Yeah. That's all. You know, nothing against cargo shorts. I have a pair that I wear for my job. It's like, yeah, I wear them because it's fucking hot outside. I can carry my handheld and all the, the shit that I need to carry for work. I wear them because that's part of my uniform when I'm on the job. I don't wear them when I go out, whether it's to the bar, the grocery store, or anywhere else because fuck every other guy in the place looks exactly like that. They got their ball cap on, their oversized t-shirt on, and their fucking cargo shorts on. And it's like, wow, when we went out this last two weekends ago, when the belly dancer and I went to Prohibition to watch a fire show, okay? I'm sitting there wearing this purple shirt with, you know, it's silky. I got the lace-up pants on. I'm getting compliments and comments from men and women about it. We're sitting there and I'm looking at like 99% of all the other guys that are there. And they're all wearing cargo shorts, t-shirts, and ball caps. They all just look the same. And I'm like, wow. I was probably the best dressed guy there other than the performers. But when it came to the audience, I was probably the best dressed guy there. And that's normal to me. What I was wearing, I wasn't trying. It was like, this is what I wear. This is what I wear when I go out because I want to look good. I want to make a statement. I want to have a look. And people noticed. Because some of them were like, are you part of the show? And I'm like, oh, thank you for the compliment, but no, I'm not. Yeah, that reminds me a few years ago, I was going to go out with a good buddy of mine because his uh, his wife was in Colorado. with She had the kids and everything. I said, well, let's go out. And so I showed up to his house. Now I'm, I'm dressed in a button-up shirt, pants, shoes, and everything, dress shoes and everything. And this guy is fucking, this guy answers the door with fucking cargo shorts on fucking new balance tennis shoes and, and one of those fucking type of untucked shirts with the vents in the back you know i, I looked down I'm like dude you're you're gonna have to go back up to your room and change because you're so fucked up like you're gonna make me look fucking crazy you know like we're supposed to go out and like talk to girls and stuff you're not you're you're dressed like a dad like someone's dad going oh, to a place. Yeah. yeah and i'm like dude go I, I made him go up and like put like pants on and fucking dress shoes and a button-up shirt that tucks in you know because, uh, I mean, it just wasn't, it, his his ridiculousness was probably, I was afraid it was going to rub off on me. It's like, who's that goofy looking fucker with that guy? I was like, I can't do it. Like, you can't wingman looking like that. <laughs>
six. No, I'm I'm just I'm only six two now. But it doesn't matter how tall or how tall you are. Like if you're if you're fucking dressed like a like a goddamn muggle, then no one's gonna pay. The girls aren't gonna pay attention to you. You have to put some effort in. And his problem was that he was he's so institutionalized in the way he looks. Like he like you can go any like anytime I went to visit him at his house or anything, or he came over to my house like barbecues. That's all he wore: cargo pants, fucking sneakers. In like one of those sports shirts. So he looked like every other guy in the fucking place. Yes. Yeah. He looked like every other middle-aged dude going to fucking Walmart or Sam's. Right. Or Or going to Burger King or whatever. Yeah. He looked just like everybody else. Okay. That's the point of have a look. Okay. Now you don't have to, you know, buy an Armani suit unless that's your thing. You know, and you have the money to buy an Armani suit. And, you know, and maybe wearing an Armani suit to Burger King might be a little overkill. But at the same time, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Stand out just a little bit. And most and guys are terrible. You don't even have to lay the money down on an Armani no. suit. Just You just have to buy a suit, a jacket, and slacks like that actually you. fit you. There that are, you go. That are tailored, tailored to your, specifically tailored to your body. Yes. It doesn't cost much. You just have to find a good, a good uh, tailor who knows well, what they're dude, doing. I'm glad you brought that up because here's a little something for everybody, for you, Bull, and for the guys in the chat. So I'm doing fire and I'm doing a bunch of performance-related stuff with and without the belly dancer. So I bought a pair of leather pants a little while ago. You guys are going to fucking shit when you see these. These are great. Not only can I wear them for fire and for daily use, I can ride my motorcycle and protect myself in a slide in these because they're thick like chaps. Okay. But they're lace-ups, man. These things are fucking fantastic. Well, I decided in addition to the pants, I wanted a leather shirt. Okay. It's a button up. You know, it's got the collar, it's got the long sleeves, but it's fucking sheepskin leather, okay? Now, the people that I ordered it from were like, that's great, well, we can do this. We need your measurements. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. I saw your little chart, and I figured based off that chart, this is about what I am, so let's go with this size. And they're like, yeah, bro, that's not enough. We actually need your measurements. We need your neck, we need your shoulders, We need your sleeve, we need your back, we need your waist, we need your chest, we need the whole thing. So I sat down because I was like, fuck, I I don't even know what the fuck they're asking me. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to fuck this up because literally they're telling me we're going to tailor make this shirt for you because it's leather. And I'm like, shit, it's not going to have quite the give or the stretch or the shrinkage that silk will or cotton does or polyester does or any of the uh, the, your usual fabrics this is leather so i sat down for like a half an hour and watched a whole bunch of youtube videos on how do you measure yourself for a custom fucking shirt and there was some discrepancies here and there especially when it came to sleeve length and the shoulder length but like the back length the collar the bicep the, the chest and the waist, they were all in agreement there. There was only a couple spots where there was a, a bit of variation, but I figured it out. And then I had the belly dancer help me out where I'm like, here, I got this fucking, you know, fabric tape measure. It's not, it's not a ruler and it's not the tape measure that you measure wood with where you slide it out and it's metal. It's a, it's it's a tailor's tape. 
Yeah, it's it a tape, tape measure. Yeah. So I bought one. It was like two bucks. Yep. It's like, yeah, I bought me a fucking fabric tape measure. Here, fucking measure me, you know, because there was parts that I, I needed help. It's like, I need, I need you to measure my back. I need you to help me with the chest, help me with the waist, the, the biceps. Yeah, I can do that by myself. The neck I could do by myself, but I figured out my measurements and sent it to them. And they're like, done. So I have this shirt coming that it's actually going to fit me. And it's going to be the dimensions that I put in and it's going to be fucking phenomenal. And it's not hard. It's really not hard to figure out, you know, how to measure your bicep, how to measure your neck, how to measure the length so that the shirt's not a dress, you know, hanging down to your fucking knees. It's not too big or God forbid, it's not too small. And now you got a muffin top showing or your belly showing. It's all of that. It's hard. It's easy to figure out. And I didn't know. I'm like, I, fuck, I've never done anything like this. I just mostly buy shit off the rack. And, and where Chad brought up, he loves it when she goes clothes shopping for him. Okay, dude, some of the best clothing I've ever had came from girlfriends. Okay, because we'd go to the store, she'd pick something out here, put this on, try this. What do you think? And if I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't feeling it. It's like, no, not me. But she wanted me to look good standing beside her. And so I've never had a woman steer me wrong when it comes to attire, especially when it comes to fit. Because in my past, I went too big. I had clothes that were hanging off me. And, you know, because, ah, you know, the baggy looks in, whatever. Even my mother was guilty of that. She'd buy me shit that I'm like, Mom, this shit's like a fucking tent. I can't wear this. It's too fucking big. Well, because she thought I was bigger than I was. Fortunately, over the past several years, past few years, uh, if you go and buy off the rack, they do have, as far as dress shirts are concerned, they they've come out with like a more fitted dress shirt that tapers past right. the chest and the waist. It tapers at the you know past the chest area. It's kind of the I, look. Yeah, yeah, I like those. I, it's hard for me to find them in my size because I usually they don't have that in a tall section. So. Whenever I whenever I do find a particular shirt that does fit like that properly, I usually buy like two or three of them. But for me, they're hard to find. If you're if you're a smaller dude, they're they're you find they're actually, pretty easy. Well, they they can be, you know. But then again, I've had clothing, especially pants, where my waist size and my length. Most guys are not my waist or my length. Okay, most guys. That's the sad state of affairs of today are 32, 34, 36 plus inches in the waist with like a 32, 34, 36 inch length, okay? Well, that length is way too fucking long for me. I'm like 30 inches for the length, okay? And my waist is a 29, dude. And it's so literally there's times I'm having to go into the fucking kids section. Kids section, yeah. Yeah, I do. Because most guys have bigger guts than I do. And so trying to buy clothes that actually fit me is a challenge. Being shorter, being smaller. It's like, God damn, I got to shop in the kids section. Same with shoes. You know, I'm buying shit in the kids section because the men's shoes are too goddamn big. And that's just the way it is. But when you find something that actually fucking fits properly, 
and it works because you have a look, whatever that look is, dude, you will stand out compared to everyone else that either is wearing shit that's way too small, which is rare, or they're way too big, which is more likely. And it's the guys that blend in. It's the t-shirt, the cargo shorts, and the ball cap. And I just refuse to wear that. I don't want to fucking blend in. I want to stand out. I want to get noticed. I want women to go, oh my God, that's an amazing shirt. Can I touch it? It's like, sure you can, baby. Come on over here, okay? That's the kind of world I live in. I'm remembered where guys wearing cargo shorts are forgotten. That's how it goes. I've had people that worked, you know, these are the employees, not the bartenders, not the waitresses where, you know, tips matter. These are the cooks and these are the bouncers and these are the guys that get a, a fucking hourly wage. I come walking up, the belly dancer's there, she's dressed to kill, I'm dressed to kill because she wants to look good for her and she wants to look good for me. We walk up and guys are like, and these are young guys, like Dante's age. And they're like, oh my God, you guys look amazing. And it's like, thank you. And they're like, wow, you know, and it's just a play. And it's not anything that's, you know, $200 to get in. It's a fucking $30 play. It's, you know, mom and dad taking their kids and they're all wearing cargo shorts and oversized shirts. And we're the best dressed people in the establishment. That's how easy this is, okay? I'm hoping to be a trendsetter and be like, hey, what happened to button-up shirts that looked good and fucking pants that fit? What happened to that? Maybe all y'all in the audience need to fucking take one from me and let's make that great. Well, it's, it's like that old saying, uh, you don't dress for the job you're interviewing for, you dress for the job that you want. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jack Ryder. Thank you, sir. Rob's playing rock star. So the women play groupie. Dude, you're not wrong. You're so that's not. What, that's wrong. what you want. Exactly. That's my fucking point. You only have one life to live. Do you really want to be the guy that just blends in wearing t-shirts and cargo pants and a ball cap? Because every other guy in the place is doing that. You're never going to stand out. You're never going to be memorable. No one's going to remember that you were even there. And granted, if you're an assassin trying to kill somebody, maybe you want to blend in so everybody forgets you, okay? But if you're not out trying to commit a hit, if you're trying to fucking be like, hey, I, I want people to remember I was here, then fucking dress like it. Whether it's rock star or business, you know, you're wearing the Armani knockoff, whatever it is, as long as it fits right and it looks good on you. So it's not baggy and it's clumping up around your ankles and around your shoulders. Just, dude, make a fucking, you know, make a point to do that. There was a, a young guy when we went to this fire performance at Prohibition. He was wearing a, a 1930s gangster suit, not a zoot suit, but he was wearing a suit. And granted, it was a little big on him that I saw that it's like, uh, that's it's a little big. But otherwise, I thought, you know what? Good on him. He's playing the part. He wants to come into this place that's this speakeasy atmosphere. It's the late 20s, early 30s, prohibition, gangster shit. And he came in wearing a fucking suit that was appropriate for the time era. And I'm like, good on him. Other than it was a bit big, but that part I can forgive, but I remember him. I was like, oh fuck, look at this guy. 
You know, he's dressing up. He's playing the part. Good for you, dude. Okay. Me and him were it in that entire crowd. I was looking like a rock star. He looked like a gangster. And it's like, good on you, dude. And he was young. So there is hope. But for all you in the audience watching, guys, have a look. Seriously, figure it out. And don't worry that, oh, it's going to be embarrassing. Dude, you're not going to be embarrassed unless it doesn't fit. Okay, or it clashes hideously. Otherwise, you're not going to be embarrassed. If anything, people are going to be like, look at you, man. That's awesome. And yet none of them dare to do it. Not one. So be that guy. Be the guy who dares to do it. Dress up because you want him. You're like, ah, fuck it. I only got one life to live. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. So I'm going to dress how I want and then show up and watch how memorable you actually end up being compared to, well, I'm wearing my cargo shorts, my t-shirt, and my ball cap. You're, yeah, yeah, you're not going to rock the boat, but you're not going to be remembered either. That, is that arch, the Archwinger? I don't think it is. Where are we at? Oh, shit. You know what? We need to figure this out. I, you know what? That is the Archwinger. That is, oh, it is? that is, as far as I know, I'm, I, you know, somebody, one of the wrenches, Chad, you're a wrench. Go figure out if that is the arch winger. <laughs> I can't tell from here from StreamYard, but I'm pretty sure that's probably the arch winger. And if that is, sir, I need to, I need to mod you just not because I expect you to police the chat, but so that I know you're authentic. He wants to know if I'm built like a fridge. Am I built like a fridge, Rob? You kind of are. Because you can fucking palm a basketball. I've seen those slabs of meat that you call hands. Oh, Dante's saying that's not Archwinger. Oh, damn it. Okay, Dante, give him the boot. Give him the boot. <laughs> not a temporary timeout, Dante, a permanent. Give him the boot. Not having it. Nope, new account. Okay, hey, Bacon, you know better now, damn it. You're a mod. I know goddamn well you're a mod. So you guys are slacking on me here. God damn. Oh, you're not a you're not a wrench, Dante Jesus. Bacon's a wrench though. Bacon, give him the permanent nuke. Get him out of here. Fucking guys. Give you wrenches and you can't even keep up. I don't think Archwinger has a has a channel, Zach. He does because he was on Jack's show. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he has a channel. I just don't know what it is. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> Hey, uh, I just showed up. What I miss? Yeah, you're missing the tongue lashing for being late, motherfucker. That's your goddamn what you miss. <laughs> oh, kids. I I'm telling you. So hmm. to, to tie in. Real quick. Real go quick. Go to, go to what Dante said. Up Where? What did he say? The image is from a red morning. No, he's, he's no, no. He's uh, three up. He said, I've, I've been called a dom by my girl and other girls. He wears chino shorts, a V-neck shirt that fits well, and Stan Smith shoes. Dude, nobody knows what a dom looks like except no. for a submissive woman who says, you're my dom. Yeah. So if by, you know, you wearing chinos, a V-neck, and some fucking Stan Smith shoes makes you a dom, then that makes you a dom. It's not just about leather and fucking muscles. I'm telling you what. It's not, it's not about how you dress. It's about how you carry yourself and how you behave. And that's it. You, it can't, really you can't like, you can LARP it, but <laughs> do that at your own risk. Well, I mean, there is, you know, there is something to fake it until you make it. There is, right. there is plausibility in that. 
you know, if you're new and you're uncomfortable and you're like, God, my life sucks. So I'm going to try out some different shit because nobody knows me. So I'm going to try some shit out. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've done it. How do you think I got to where I am? I faked it until I made it, which meant I I decided on, well, I'm going to be this guy. And yeah, in the beginning, it was rough. I felt like an imposter, but I went through with it. I wasn't actively lying to people. I just wasn't being what other people knew I was at the time I knew them, okay? Because I'm dealing with new people. These new people don't know shit about me. So for them, I'm going to be this guy. And that's what I was. And they just accepted it until literally everyone, including prior acquaintances, prior people, accepted it. That it's like, oh shit, you fucking changed. Yes, yes, I did. Wow. Some people went away. They're like, yeah, man, I can't, I can't do this. It's like, that's fine. I can't be who I was when I first met you. I can't be that guy anymore. Fuck that guy. And so some people went away. Others were like, hell yeah, sign me up, okay? Because it's all they knew. And even some of the people that knew me in my past were like, wow, you've changed. And I'm like, thank you. Whether they meant it as an insult or a compliment, I would just, hey, thank you. And they're like, no, really, what I'm seeing, I like this guy. And it's like, well, thank you, okay? The the guy you're talking, you know, seeing online that I'm talking, you're listening, this is who I am in real life. This isn't just me putting on a show for the internet. This is who I am. And I like that guy. You're authentic, Rob. I'm authentic. I'm sincerable. Sincerable. <laughs> sincerable. Sincerable. That's right. Ah, there you go. Balthazar got it. Okay. Instead of just be yourself, be your best wrestling persona in full kayfabe. Always sell it. That's, you know, it's funny, but you're and not and that's, that's, wrong. You're that's not fine. entirely wrong. Just don't go passing yourself off as like this fucking warrior king motherfucker. Yeah, don't, don't fully buy your own bullshit. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 do don't don't get high on your own supply. Because here's the thing: when you you start getting high on your own supply, especially inside that little corner of of doms and subs and shit, like the problem is is that you're gonna get sniffed out real fast by the people who actually are about that shit. And they're gonna know. You're full of shit. Now, there's nothing wrong with being inexperienced. Being inexperienced is one thing, but being inexperienced and in, in projecting people who who know that you that you that you think you know shit that that'll that'll get you in trouble real fast. Not not only with Dons, but like with the with the subs. You get a, a seasoned sub, she'll fucking tear you apart, and she'll she'll turn you into like a like a little pay pig, and she'll take advantage of you. Some of them do that. Not a lot of them, but they can do that. They can do that. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, man, she's gonna have you over the punishment chair. Or sitting inside the Lincoln chair. <laughs> or have you been over the Lincoln chair while she's pegging you? Oh, yeah. That's the worst when you're like, not like this. Not like this. You know, but there is, I mean, there, what I'm saying, like, there is, that that does happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen girls mm, mm. up from the bottom. And the guys just are just completely oblivious to it because they're they're just inexperienced for the most part. They don't, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, but then, you know, maybe just maybe you'll have some, like a season down, like sit you down. Like, Hey, you got a problem here. Well, you know, you could apply that to the manosphere. There are guys (laughs) that created a persona because nobody knew them. And so they were alpha males 
and and they were okay in the beginning you know a little little out there but all right whatever that's cool bro but then you know they started huffing their own paint and smelling their own farts and it's like oh boy you know here we are you're 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 about to get pegged and some of them did we've already seen a few of them that got pegged by whether it was a whammon or it was the government or somebody pegged them right now. My, my thing, my thing is like, I can't, I don't have, like, I don't have the energy to be on all the time like that. Uh, hell no. Hell no. no it's just man. easier. I'm kind of lazy. So it's just easier for me to be me. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, that's what I think the original concept of the statement of just be yourself was actually meant to be was it's not, you know, be a lazy fat piece of shit and, just let it all hang out. You're like, here, smell my sweaty nutsack. It's like, no, 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 no. It wasn't about that. It, but it was the idea that you don't necessarily need to be on all the time. You can, you can let your guard down, let your, you know, fakeade drop, whatever. As long as it's not vastly different from who you are as an individual. Okay. So you can be yourself because I'm being myself. I'm being, you know, my quote-unquote best version of myself, but I'm being myself that you've seen it in real time, Bull. Some of the other guys that have met me, Bacon's seen it. You know, there's people here that can vouch and say, oh yeah, this, this asshole talking, running his mouth right now. It's the same guy I met when I came out to Salt Lake. You know, it's the same fucking dude. That's actually, me being myself. He actually talks more in real life. I do. I do. I'm toning it. I'm toning it down and giving you a chance. Oh no yeah. shit. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You know, that's what I think the whole, you know, just be yourself was, was meant. The idea was, this is what we mean. It's like, just be you, but be your best you. Mm. Okay. Would you say it's good to play the character so often that it becomes you? Yes. Yes, absolutely, Zachary. I am a villain, okay? One, I always, when it goes back to movies and literature and mythology and all of that stuff, I've always had a fascination with villains, the bad guy, the, the underdog, the, the scorned, whatever. All the way back, you know, to Christian mythology and even further back. I've always had a fascination with villains ever since I was a kid. To me, they're far more dynamic and far more interesting than the hero is. The hero is act actually pretty reactive, okay? The hero's not out doing hero shit until the villain shows up and does whatever the villain does, and then the hero has to react to it, okay? So, to me, the villain's always been the guy who makes things happen. They're far uh, more dynamic. Go ahead, Bull. Oh, I've, I've always liked the, the, uh, the anti-hero. Well, and, and, and anti-heroes are good too. They're they're not bad guys. They're just guys that kind of look out for themselves. They're they're just like, hey, you know, Han Solo in the original Star Wars, New Hope, he was an anti-hero, if you think about it. Okay. He was there to make a buck and get out of, you know, get the bounty hunters off him. He didn't care about the cause. He's he a scoundrel. Care. Yeah, he was a scoundrel. Okay, Han Solo was an anti-hero, and, and that's cool. But Darth Vader was a villain. Yeah. Okay, he woke up, at least in the original first movie, and you as the audience, 
realized, man, this motherfucker woke up and decided I'm going to fuck some shit up today. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. Yeah, he's a villain. He, he was a villain. He woke up and decided, you know what? I'm going to fuck some shit up because Gotham needs a better kind of criminal. Yeah, okay? he, yeah, he not only woke up and chose violence, he woke up and chose, I'm going to be violent and fuck shit up. Right. Just because. <laughs> right. Just because. Those are the kind of villains I could appreciate. It wasn't because, oh, he's mentally ill and he didn't get the help he needed and people bullied him and all this other bullshit. No, this guy woke up and decided, nope, I'm the fucking villain. And he went out and did villainous shit. And I respect that, okay? <laughs> so when I look at my life, and there, I've got pictures, if you go looking around, of me wearing a t-shirt that says villain. Because the truth is, and I've said it from the beginning, way back, years ago, you're going to be the villain in somebody's story, okay? Whether it's an ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, your ex-boss... Whatever it is, somebody is going to brand you the villain. They're going to say, you are the bad guy. You might as well be the best villain you can be. And so when I meet women, when I go out, I, I'm the villain. It's that character, okay? Now, that doesn't mean I'm out to intentionally fuck them over. No, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if they like it, great. And if they don't, great. I don't care. I'm going to do what I do because I'm the villain in their story now. Whether I started out as the villain or I ended up as the villain or maybe I was the villain from beginning to middle to the end. I am the fucking villain and I'm okay with that. I'm all right with being that guy because the villain is far more interesting than the hero is. And so I choose that role. And yeah, it causes conflict. It causes heartache. It causes headache. But I'm like, I am what I am. You know, to quote Popeye, I am what I am. You know, guys, accept the roles of whatever it is you want to be. I mean, you want to be the hero. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with being the hero. But to me, the hero's fucking boring. Well, it's easy but to understand. Wild. It's easy to grasp the under, the motivations for, for a hero. They're, right. they're pretty much up He's front. Out to save the West. He's yeah. out to you know, save society from the degeneracy of pickup artists. He's, he's out to stop the heathens, and we need to go back to the 1950s. That's your hero. Not me, man. I'm out to ruin your women, man, because I'm going to have a good time doing it. And I don't give a fuck what you think. That's how it is. Hey, oh shit. Don, uh, Dark Knight Dev. I got to throw some some stuff up for him. Some <laughs> There you go. He He's kind of an anti-hero, Dark Knight. It's the reason I like Deadpool. The character Deadpool says, I'm an asshole who gets paid to beat up bigger assholes. Not a hero, but not the Antichrist. I'm a little more in line with the Antichrist one myself. I, again, if you're going to be the villain, be the best villain you can be. And so if I'm that guy, you know, that, oh, Rob, you're a degenerate and you're ruining the women for us. Good. Good. That's what I want to be because fuck all your morality. I don't care. It's that's why, you know, I, I get pissed off when I see guys, you know, we need to go. We need to go to the 50s. You're talking morality, your morality. And I promise you, my morality and yours are not on the same page. They're not. Like, that reminds me of that guy on Twitter last night I was fucking with. He, 
he called he was calling he was telling saying me and nuke and his guys were fucking basically degenerate so i'm like finally somebody somebody recognized me <laughs> you should did you say i feel seen <laughs> yeah i feel seen <laughs> that's what i'm saying because guys life is short you're not gonna make it out of here alive no one here gets out alive so you might as well not take it too seriously and just enjoy it. And if that means you're bigger and bolder and brasher and more ballsy and more asshole than the guy next to you, hey, that puts you ahead. Just fucking do it. Seriously. Well, I also told them, too, I'm like, if it wasn't for degenerates like us, you know. Oh, they'd have nothing and, to bitch about. Well, they'd have nothing to fantasize about while you're fucking them. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's it. They would have, no, you know, if anything, guys like that dipshit you were talking to needs to give you a round of accolades and buy you. That's what I said. I'm like, you should be, that's all, that's all I said. You should be thanking me. Dude, that's fucking, right. Doing a public service out here. That's right. right fucking dipshits anyway. But that's it. You know, that's, that's my topic, if you will, that it's just like, guys, have a look. Don't take yourselves too fucking seriously. Don't get all caught up and start huffing your own paint and smelling your own farts, you know, just fucking, but develop a character. Who do you want to be? You get to decide. Okay. No one else gets to decide, but you and anyone who goes, Ooh, I don't like that. You know, you're rocking the boat. You're probably on to something. You know, it's like, oh, keep doing that, dude, because you're going to ruffle feathers. You're going to hurt feelings. You're going to step on toes. You're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of butt hurt. You're going to leave a lot of wreckage in your wake. Okay. Cause God knows I've done it and I've beat myself up over it over the years. That was the other part of the topic. I did. We talked about it a little bit last week and I wrote a blog post today called conventional wisdom. Mm. And it's the long story short was the belly dancer and I went to a party over Labor Day on the Sunday. A friend was turning 50. It was pirate themed. I wore a pirate costume. She wore a pirate costume. We had a lot to drink. There was a lot of beautiful people in bikinis because it was swim season and she said something and I ran my mouth and I said something and I thought everything was cool until the next day when she's like, I need to talk to you. And it's like, oh boy, here we go. And I said those exact words because she quoted it to me later. She's like, yeah, you said, here we go. And I was like, fuck, you were paying attention. Good for you. Long story short, she felt invisible, isolated because of shit I said. And since it was a shock for me at the time, because I thought we all had a good time. I was like, man, that was one of the greatest parties I've ever been to. We all had a good time. Everybody had a good time, except she didn't. And I told her, wow, talk about being at the same event with the same people and having two different realities. I had one, you had something completely different. And I interpreted what she had to say as, Rob, you need to change because my feelings. And I beat myself up about it for three days, wondering, God, she had a point. 
because she wasn't wrong. And I'm not trying to invalidate her feelings. It's like, fuck, yeah, okay, I could see why you'd take offense to some of the shit I said. But then I talked to Bull, I talked to Nick, I talked to a bunch of other people, and I worked it out for myself. And conventional wisdom was let it go. Let it go. It's fine. It's good. Well, the thing is, the, the, the conventional wisdom would have been a deer at the time. That's what most guys would have done. Well, you, at least you kept your mouth shut. Yeah, I did. <laughs> But conventional wisdom was let it go. Yeah. Okay. Except you're not me and I know me, you know, know thyself. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I understand conventional wisdom in and of itself, you know, just shut up and let it go is not a bad idea. It's not in general. You, you have to choose your battles. You do. And if it really doesn't matter and you really don't give a fuck, then yeah, let it go. Just let it go, dude. It's fine. But in this particular instance, it mattered to me because I'm like, I'm interpreting what you're saying is you need me to change for your feelings. And ultimately, we went there. We had that conversation where I was like, do you even like me as a person? And she immediately responded with, yeah, I do. I love you as a person. I'm like, I know you love me. I know you're into me. I know you're attracted to me, but do you like me? And she's like, yes, why? And I was like, straight up, I was like, then why do you want me to change? What changed for you and why? Because I'm not going to change. It's not that I can't. Can't implies I don't know how. I know how to change, but I won't. I like who I am. And I've always been this way with you since day one, since the minute we met. I drink, I run my mouth, I step on toes, I say stupid shit. So what's changed? Because I'm not going to police myself. I'm not going to censor myself. I'm not going to worry about, ooh, your precious feelings. So what's changed? Because I'm not going there. I'm just not. And that's the point of conventional wisdom. Sometimes you go with it, but other times... You, you pick your battles, guys. You have to decide what hill you're going to die on. And the way I interpreted it, she wanted me to do a fundamental change. And I'm like, nope, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And I hated myself when I did it, and I resented my ex-wife for it. And I'll never do it again. Not once. And if that means I have to open Pandora's box and blow up a relationship, then fuck it. Let's get there sooner than later. Because I'm not going there. Never again. It's like, this is who I am. This is who I was when you met me. I have not changed. To quote, you know, me, myself on Jack Napier's intro for Red Evening. When I say, guys, nothing has changed for you. In this case, guys, nothing has changed for me. I'm the same fucking guy. It's like, so I'm not changing and I'm not going to police myself and worry about your feelings. If I step on your toes, wear steel-toed boots and develop a thicker skin and realize if I'm stepping on your toes, it's because I'm standing right next to you. Well, she got the message and maybe in the long run, maybe I blow up the relationship, but at least for now we're good. Because she's like, I don't want you to change. And I'm like, good, because I'm not going to. But that's the point. Sometimes it's okay to listen to conventional wisdom. But other times, you have to bucket, guys. You have to either tear the Band-Aid off fast or you have to tear it off slow. And tearing it off slow sucks worse. Trust me. 
it's better to fucking rip it off quick if that's the where the direction it's going. Better to rip that bandage off and be done with it. Because the worst thing you could do as a guy is modify who you are and you do the death by a thousand concessions. You'll hate who you are and you'll resent her for it and she'll lose attraction for you too. And respect. And respect. And it's a slow death. You might as well rip the Band-Aid off quick in my book. That it's like, oh, we're, we're talking about fundamental personality things here? Yeah, no, I'm not going to change because one, I like who I am. And two, see one. Yeah, but if a girl loses, loses respect for your attraction, it's not far behind. Mm-hmm. It is the next domino very next domino and it's a down it's a downward slide at that point and i would rather get to it faster if that's where we're going i'd rather get there quicker than drag it out over the next six months i'd rather get there today that it's like fuck it if this is where we're going let's fucking get there now because i I there's there was a difference with you bucking the conventional wisdom part because you were at peace with whatever with whatever outcome that was your outcome independent either way oh yeah oh yeah i was that's what that's the that's the mistake a lot of guys make oh they were in your position they're not they're 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 afraid to ask the scary questions because they're afraid of the scary answer well either that or they're looking for for a specific outcome Mm -hmm. you know they're like oh i'm gonna talk to her and smooth smooth things over so she'll touch my pp again right but or they're, they don't they, they, they don't understand a, yeah they want to hear a certain answer and and when she gives them a different answer he's going no no that wasn't the answer i was looking for yeah yeah that's so what i mean you know she could have said go fuck yourself and that would have been that would have been it yeah and for me i was okay with that I you know when I, when I looked at her and said, do you like me as a person? I was prepared for all possibilities that she might say, no, I'm not. Well, I know where we're at then. Okay, it's not what I want, but I'm okay with it. You know, it is what it is, whatever you want to call it. And that's part of what makes me, me. I'm, I, you know, it's to use a Pulp Fiction quote. If my answers frighten you, stop asking scary questions. I'm okay with the fucking answers, which is why there are no scary questions. And if it means you got to go, then you got to go. Because I did it with teriyaki years ago when I was like, do you want to date me or not? Straight up. And she went, uh. And I was like, oh, that's a no. I'm out. See ya. Gave her a kiss, got in my car and left. I said, if you change your mind, you know where I'm at. Okay. Because I was prepared for all answers. See, that's the thing too. Like you were, you engaged in that conversation, not to placate her emotions, but to placate yours and to know where you stand with her. It's a difference. It's a mental point of origin. I I need a word, but that's what it is. It really is. And that's the whole thing when I, you know, when the belly dancer was like, I need to talk to you and dropped a bombshell on me. And that first day I was just kind of in shock because I was like, wow, I thought we had a really good time. Apparently you didn't. Crazy. Wow. Two different realities. And then I went in for three days and, you know, went on trial that God, maybe I did fuck up, you know, but then if I did, okay, fine. But The point is she's, it sounds to me like she's asking me to change something fundamental about me. And why should I? I like me. And I've been this guy since the day I met her. 
I've not changed. Nothing has changed for me. So I brought it back up, even though conventional wisdom would have been, hey, let it go, bro. It's like, no, I'm going to go there. I'm going to open Pandora's box and whatever comes out of it, I'm okay with it. And if that means she walks away, yeah, that sucks. But you know what? There's another woman. There's always another woman out there. I'm not going to be something I'm not. I can't. I already did it. I did it in my marriage. I did the death by a thousand concessions. And I hated myself and I resented her. So fuck it. I'm not doing that again. Let's be honest. She doesn't want you to change either. No, and even she said that when I kind of came at her point. She probably blank. wanted at at that specific time. She probably wanted you to change, but not not in the long run. No, like that's just how was, she was feeling at that time. Exactly you know? at that moment for now. Yep, because I was even like, so what do you you know who do you want me to be? What do you want? Because I'm genuinely at a loss here. I I don't know what this guy is. Who is he? Who is this guy? She didn't know either. And yeah. it's like, well, of course you don't know because it's a fleeting moment and I'm not mm -hmm. going to do it. You know, it's not that I can't, I won't, you know, I've been the same fucking guy since day one. I'm not going to change. And if it bothered you now, it would have bothered you back then. You know, we wouldn't be here. So clearly you're okay with it. So what changed and why, you know? And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. And if you have to walk, well, uh, I'm going to be sad to see you go, but I'll enjoy the view as you leave. But I'm not changing for you and your feelings. I'm not. I'm not going to police myself. I'm not going to censor myself. I'm not going to walk on eggshells and handle you with kid gloves. I never have. I never will. This is who I am. And if you don't like it, I understand. But something changed, and it wasn't me. And yeah, she she backpedaled real quick. <laughs> Funny how they do that when you stand your ground. Oh, yeah, and that's all it took, you know. Oh, Zachary, Teriyaki was a chick that I dated back in 2020 during the lockdown for about 10 months. Uh, what started out as a one-night stand turned into 10 months. Uh, she was a lot of fun. Uh, she oh. had a lot of demons, a lot of issues. Uh, I me, wrote about me, my blog. Tell me you don't. Tell me you don't read. Rob yeah, clearly, clearly, he's not reading my blog because yeah, that's several old, entries with her. That, yeah, that's ancient history there. But she was a lot of fun. But there was, I went into it with both eyes open. I knew what I was getting myself into, and I knew where the 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 shelf life was and where the ceiling was. That it's like, yeah, it's never going to go beyond this. And the shelf life, it's never going to go beyond that. But during the time we were together, it was a lot of fun. But there came a point when I realized there was shit going on that I was like, oh, it's time to have a come to Jesus. And I'm okay with whatever answer she gives me. Because ultimately, there's only two answers, yes or no. A yes is a yes. Anything else is a no. And so when I approached her, I, you know, hit her up straight between the eyes. I was just like, Hey, do you want to keep seeing me or not? Do you want to keep dating me or not? <sighs> oh, oh, that's a no. Y'all need, that's all you I need said. to know right there. That's what I said. I was like, Oh, that's a no. Okay. I'm out. That's simple. And I gave her a kiss and I said, I'm gone. I said, if you change your mind and you want to talk, you have my number, you know how to reach me. And then I got in my car and I left. Sometimes relationships are not meant to be forever. 
sometimes. Yeah, I would say almost all. They're not meant to be forever. Why drag it out? Rip the Band-Aid off. But be ready that if you're going to ask scary questions, be prepared for frightening answers. You know, you got to be good with it. Just like I did with her. Just like I did with the belly dancer. That I'm like, fuck it. Uh, Conventional wisdom says let it go. And I'm like, nope, can't. I'm going there. And if that means I nuke the relationship, so be it. I'm going there because I'm not doing this shit. I tried to explain that shit to my girlfriend one time. I was like, relationships aren't meant to last forever. Right. Like one day, one of us is going to die. Might last that long, but one of us is going to die. Or, you know, it might end tomorrow. But either way, for me at least, it makes me appreciate the time that I have in that relationship just to be in that moment with her or anybody else really and uh, enjoy that time you're spending with them anyway because it could it could end tomorrow it could end 20 years from now it doesn't you don't know you don't fucking know you don't have a crystal ball you can't tell the future so for me it, it helps me be in be in the moment when I'm out with people spending time with people not just my girlfriends like you know family members everybody even right now because Season we I mean this two. Zachary season, season two. Yep. I saw it was a long, there was a long seasons. Yeah, it was, you know, he's like, I guess that was season one. It's like, no, no, no. Season one was the ex-girlfriend. Season two was teriyaki. Season three is the belly dancer. If we're going to go by whamming, you know, there's a few, you know, subplots and sub twists in all, all the chapters, but that was, yeah. Season two was teriyaki. It's one of my more popular posts though. That you can see a picture of me and her as we're about to start fucking. It, it's part of the post of teriyaki. Well, you've but. made references, and it's just not that one. I mean, you had that one, but you've made other references inside other some other oh, writings. Un- unlike unlike this fucking schmuck Zachary, I've gone back all the way to the beginning. <laughs> I've read your stuff. So. You really have. Hey, yeah. I love you, but here, oh well, bull, you just opened Pandora's box. So, <laughs> We're going to really find out right now here in real time, kids, live, if Bull's bullshitting me or not. Tell me about the circus of Dr. Lau. Oh, I can't remember that one. I don't remember. Oh. I, look, I can go find it. Oh, look, Bull. I said I've, I've read stuff. Bull. Look, I said I've read it. I don't remember. Jesus, that's a cop out answer. The circuit, the quote from the circus of Dr. Lau, kids. You know, Bull, clearly you need to go back because that yeah. goes back to like 2017. I know. That's it was old. way back in the day. Yes. I'm old, sure. but I was looking at it recently because it still stands the test of time to this day. It, but see, that's not because I've reminded you about stuff that you've written. Yeah, that's I'm not, not going to count you there. You've reminded me of my own bullshit. But you're the one that decided to pipe up and go, yeah, I was there since I've read it all. Zachary, you dork. And I'm I like, say I remember it at all. Oh, <laughs> I do have to. <laughs> God, bull. Jesus. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of great movies that I like, but I can't remember the fucking title of them. Okay, I've done drugs. Uh, done drugs, affecting my memory. Brittany Velvet season three, which we're still in season three, just so you know. Velvet was late season two, early season three. So I love it, you know, because the funny thing is one of my most popular blog posts right now was the return of Velvet. Even though she showed up and like a flash in the pan, she was gone in the night the next minute. And when you've dated enough, 
when you understand people's nature enough, you start to become almost presentient. You know where it's going. You know how it's going to turn out. Because when Velvet first showed up way back over a year ago, you know, I was like, look, here's who I am. This is what I want. This is what I'm about. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. Couple months later, she's like, I can't do this. I want <laughs> monogamy and I want the white picket fence and and all this shit. Okay. And I was like, you know, I appreciate your honesty and her saying goodbye was one of the best go goodbyes I had ever heard. And so I was like, oh, you gotta go. And I remember when I took that phone call from her that I knew, oh, here we go. And she said, you know, in, in a long convoluted woman way, she had to tell me goodbye, which I already knew. And it's funny because I was at the belly dancer's house when that call came and she said goodbye in the probably the best way I've ever heard in all my years of dating. And I was like, man, it sucks that she's got to go, but I get it. I knew it was coming because I've seen it. And I remember, you know, going back to the belly dancer and she's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Velvet had to go. She's a true she owl. Had, she took a shit yeah. and flew away. Yeah. But <laughs> the belly dancer is like, I'm sorry. And then she comforted me, which helped a lot. Because I liked Velvet. Still do. But Velvet had to go. But six months later, who's in my text messages? Velvet. You know, it was literally the, hey... And so, hey, how you doing? How you been? I haven't talked to you in a minute. And we go out and we had food, we had drinks, we had laughs, we had a lot of great sex. And after the sex, after the sex, I was like, why are you here? You know, I haven't changed. Six months ago, you couldn't do this because reasons. I haven't changed. I'm still the same guy. Nothing's changed for me. So why are you here? Not that I don't mind. You know, you're a great lay. We have a great time. We're, we're great together when we're together. But why are you here? Oh, I've changed. Oh, okay. For now. Okay. That's the whole point of for now, guys. When I brought it up on Twitter yesterday, because Kate brought up some things of, you know, women, hey, ladies, do this. You know, I've never done this before. And I've never done that before. And my antidote for men is, yeah, just add for now at the end of it. She goes, you're the greatest sex I've ever had for now. You have the biggest dick I've ever seen and felt for now. I'm in love with you. You're the man I've been looking for my whole life for now. I don't you do anal. Added, yeah, now. well, that's different. I don't do anal <laughs> with you. I don't I don't give blowjobs with you. You know, with you. That's what that is. When women say I don't do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, you just add with you. And if she goes, You're the greatest, you know, you're the greatest guy I've ever met. For now. That's all you have to have. Okay. And it's not meant to be like cynical or nihilistic or nothing. The truth is women will say whatever they're going to say. And at the moment they say it, they believe it 100%. You know, she goes, oh my God, I'm so in love with you. For now. <laughs> That's all you have to say to yourself is for now. Okay. I do it. I've, I've heard all kinds of shit, good, bad, and otherwise. And all I do is just think in my mind. For now. Because that keeps me rooted. 
that keeps me grounded so I don't get caught up. Doesn't mean I'm cynical. Doesn't mean I think they're lying because I don't think they're lying. At the moment they said it, at that moment when she, whoever she is, says whatever she says, I have zero doubt in my mind that at that moment she believes it 100%. And I believe it with her. For now. Okay. <laughs> I believe it at the moment she said it too, but that doesn't mean tomorrow she's not going to change her mind. That's the whole premise of she's not yours, it's just your turn, okay? It's, yeah, in that moment she meant everything she said. In that moment. Tomorrow, the next day, a year from now, 20 years from now, it's all different. This is why I say there's no permanency. Okay. Worst case, somebody dies before the other. Maybe you go 50 years. I hope you do. But the reality is you probably won't. So it's for now. And that's it. You know, that's what that whole for now argument or talk that I was having on Twitter yesterday, you know, Ali Drummond, you know, I believe in love, you know, because love and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I too believe in love for now. Okay. You just keep throwing that in there. That way, you don't lose your mind when shit goes south, when shit goes sideways, when she decides you bring it to her and go, do you want to keep dating me or not? You know, do you want to keep seeing me? And she goes, eh. oh, okay, <laughs> we're done here. All right. Yeah, it hurts. It sucks. But you know what? I'll be okay. I'll meet someone else. Or you're the guy I've been looking for my whole life. For now. That's all it is. Take the compliment and go, oh, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the alpha male. I'm the sigma. I am God incarnate for now. That's it. What throws a lot of guys off is that they they, they think that that's a permanent thing. That's, like, that's where they, they fuck up. They get, they get high off of it. Like, yeah, they, they start huffing their own farts. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. They assume when she said something that it's forever. And the truth is, no, it's not. The truth is, it's only valid as you hear it come from her lips. Brittany it's valid at that moment. Brittany asks, uh, what gives me my life meaning? Degeneracy and hedonism. Where the hell's this? That's way up there. Well, I, there's the which season is Vel. Oh, there we go. What gives bulls life meaning? To crush your enemies, uh, you know, drive <laughs> them out before, before you can hear the lamentation of their women. There yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, degeneracy and hedonism works for me, so. Same, same. But it's the enough. point is, you guys decide for yourselves, what do you want? And, you know, when it comes to women, they're going to say all kinds of crazy things. And the moment they say it, if you hooked them to a polygraph and gave them truth serum and all the other bullshit that you've seen on movies, they'd pass with flying colors. Because for that moment, they absolutely believe it. And for that moment, while I'm with them as they're uttering the words, whatever the words are, I believe them too. A hundred percent, absolutely. For now. And that's how you need to be. Just for now, you know, keep it real. She's gonna, you know, there's a high probability she's gonna change her mind. My ex-wife said all kinds of great things about me, and I'm sure that's all changed now. Even teriyaki. <laughs> Probably said all kinds of great things about me until now. Okay. Same with Velvet. 
she had all kinds of great things to say, and yet she did a disappearing act number two. And it's like, oh, she had to go. Apparently, I've changed. No, no you're, you're, really. you're, you're the belly dancer had good things to say about you until Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, two Mondays ago. Right. Yeah, two Mondays. Then ago. I heard her feelings. You yeah. know, but it's like, wait, I've always done this shit. What changed? And yet she's okay. And her and I, we're good. We're fine. For now. Okay. We're good. You know, I, I don't doubt we're good. We're close. We're fine. She's like, I'm so glad we talked and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, me too. For now. <laughs> and, and tomorrow she may feel completely differently. And it'd be like, oh, okay, here we are. Here we go. Here we are again. And I'll decide, do I want to do this or not? You know, that's what it is. And I'll bring up some shit to her and be like, hey, do you want to keep doing this or not? And she'll either say yes or she'll say, eh, eh. I have to walk. Then I'll walk. Either yeah, way. There's, there's some days. There, there's been, I've been in relationships where I've woken up with one day and been like, eh, I'm done with this girl. Mm -hmm. No reason on her part. I was just done. <laughs> like, right. I just didn't want to spend time with her. I want to be around Dude, her. Well, that's not her fault. It's just me. I just, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe not. That literally summarizes the whole, uh, I don't remember who said it. I wish it was one of mine. It's not original though. But somebody said, show me, you know, show me a hot chick and I'll show you a guy who's tired of banging her. Okay. <laughs> and, and I get that too. I get it. It's like, oh man, you know, I did a video on that years ago. God, that goes back to like 2018, you know, that she can be hot and that's great. And that'll get her in the door and it can carry her far. But at the same time, dude, show me a hot chick. I'll show you a guy who's tired of banging her. Okay. You have to decide you are your own mental point of origin. Then she'll be like, right. I don't know what else to do. That's right. I don't know what else to do. Well, fuck it. You know, she was honest. Even though it was staged, she was honest. You know, at least that's the portrayal from that video. And that's what I liked about it. That it's like, yeah, it's fucking staged. It's kayfabe, you know, the guy's filming her as she's in the kitchen with her titties puffed up and and she's like, well, I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, it's staged, but man, there's a certain honesty in it too. And for that, God bless them and God love them. You know, it's like, that's ah, great. Just don't take it seriously. Yeah, you know? she sold it pretty good. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that's the point. She sold it well enough that I made an intro out of it. I'm like, that's pretty good. Even though I knew it's all bullshit. Because, you know, why are you here? You know, what's what's keeping you here? Well, you, I don't know what else to do. For now. You know, that's how that goes. She doesn't know what else to do for now. But that's the point, guys. That's what I mean about, you know, bikini girls and, and whatever it is. You know, you're the greatest lace she ever had. You're the guy she was always looking for for her entire life. Yep. I've heard it all, man. I've heard those things. This is not shit I read on the internet. This is shit I've heard women utter from their own mouths. You're the guy I've been looking for my whole life. For now. Because they're still, they're not here. They left. Because, well, I want <laughs> monogamy and I want this. Yeah, that's not me. Oh, well, I gotta go. Okay. You know, I what, what happened? I was the guy you were looking for your whole life. Apparently that wasn't true. Okay. Don't take it literal. Take it seriously, but don't take it literally. 
There's no permanency. That's why I say for now, but just enjoy that moment. That's why she's not yours. It's just your turn. Enjoy the moment. I do. You guys hear that? My fucking cat's loud. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with her? Oh, she wants attention, just like women. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and permanent, permanency is probably the most permanent thing in life. Mm. Nothing changes except change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the truth there. Yeah, nothing's permanent. You're not going to go back to the 50s and this golden era. Women are going to say whatever they want to say, and God bless them that they do. Just keep in mind for now. There's no going back. It's always forward. Yeah, there's no, we've never once gone backwards ever in human history. We've always kept going forward. Well, you can, you can tiptoe through that shit or you can run. Yep. Tiptoe run or or stride confidently. Take your pick, you know, choose, choose which way, man, you know, which way Western man, all directions point forward. And either you tiptoe through it, you run through it, or you stride confidently through it. That's how it goes. Whether you choke her out until she pisses herself or until she orgasms, you're still going to have to choke her out. Yeah, exactly, man. That that's a good analogy. We'll have to put that. Uh, Always, whenever I post that on Twitter, guys always get it wrong. They're like, "Both is both this? No, dude, it's not both. It's a good choker, (laughs) 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 motherfucker." Zachary, I don't know if I'd have to look. I don't recall writing about Whisper, okay? It's the Craigslist backdoor. It's seedy. It's shady as fuck. You're going to get a lot of bullshit on Whisper. A lot. Most guys can't do Whisper because these are guys that want their Tradcon virgin waifu. Okay. You have to, you think it's bad enough on regular dating apps. You know, that place is a a fucking oasis of degeneracy over there. Oh, yeah. This is a whole different level. And you have to sift through a lot of shit with wisdom. Okay. No, it's not. And you have to be patient with whisper. You have to be like fisherman you know, fucking level 10 God mode, hard mode type of shit with whisper. Most guys are not cut out to do whisper, which is probably why I haven't talked about it because they don't have the stamina. They don't have the patience. They don't have the fortitude for whisper. I I look at whisper is, is an experience unto itself. Oh, it is. It totally is. That's the thing. You know, guys talk about Facebook dating and Tinder and, plenty of whales and okay stupid and all these other dating apps and i'm like oh you fuckers haven't seen whisper which isn't even a dating app it's not it's not but boy if you know how to fish it it can be you know but you're gonna have it's not for the faint of heart it's really not because there is a lot of bullshit on whisper but if you're willing to sift through it and you're patient enough man it is a gold mine it's an absolute goldmine. Kind of like that next door app, Bull. I remember yeah. you mentioning that motherfucker. Yeah, That's I turned I turned that into a yeah, I accidentally turned that into a dating app, man. Mm. Wait, is this is this the real Nick August? I need somebody to verify this. Cause that sounds like something he would say, but if he's, you know, dying of cancer in his bed, I'm wondering what he's doing here in the chat. Because he should be on the show. Oh, it's really Nick. 
Wow. Apparently he's not feeling too bad. Now I'm coming in in the last 10 minutes of the show. I'll I'll pop in the chat. His his AIDS fever broke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nick, you got to stop licking salamanders assholes, dude. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Maybe if you suck some owl dick, he'd feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if he's got a wrench, it's Nick. If he's got a wrench, it's Nick. Well, hopefully a wrench, bro. Yeah, I can't see that from StreamYard, bro. That's why I'm relying on these other assholes. So, well, hopefully you get feeling better then. Yeah. Online obituaries of husbands are the best dating app. You know what? That's not entirely a lie either. There, There's something, you know, it depends on how merciless you want to be, guys. Just like I remember seeing a meme once where somebody said... You want to know what size she is? Go and look on the the marketplace on Facebook for women who are getting divorced and they're selling their bright, you know, their their bridal dress. It'll give you a good idea of who ends up accepting it. You know, oh. you'll know how you know if she's a size three or if she's a size eight. You know, I'm like, oh shit, that's it's brutal, but man, it was good. I'm like, fuck, there, where you know, where's the lie? <laughs> oh god damn he's bringing the harshness even though he's dying of aids jesus motherfucker ain't sick (laughs) he's probably sick sick of our shit but he's not yeah that's it i was gonna say he's the one that's hey let's let's have topics okay sure thing and then yeah i'm sick bro i'm not gonna make it wow thanks nick dick Mm. He's the guy that suggests the school project then doesn't fucking do anything. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, we need we need uh, you know, revamp, you know, the the neighborhood policy. Not me, but you. God. I brought I brought some I brought some paper. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, Valerie, it's a long sordid tale of salamanders and owls. Let's just say Nick's got a hangover. We're gonna go with that. that's why he's in the chat not on the show dick but anyway Mm. hey we're coming up about we're almost the two hour mark here so i'm about thinking we're about to call it what do you think bull sure i guess we can save my topic for next no no bring it up now bring it up oh okay well let's do it basically my top was going to be that y'all need to i need to take it easy on these uh single moms man and why is that well they get a bad rap but in my opinion, if you want like a low, basically like a low effort relationship, they're the best, they're the best way to go. Cause like they got kids and shit and they don't have time to be up your ass that much. Yeah. And uh because they're busy raising kids. Yeah, well, they got and plus they got a snack pantry. Dude, that's a good thing. Snack pantry, yeah, that's always a good thing. Tell the but, kid wants to write a song about it, but hey, that's his problem. <laughs> Yeah, they just uh, they just get a bad rap. My thing is like they're not all bad. Oh, in no. fact, the majority of single women I've dated a bunch of them. The majority of them are, are pretty decent. They're not uh, they're not the Lilith that uh, social media makes them out. No, that's basically it. Like most most of these guys on social media, they're like I, I would tell you if you're the type of person to get attached real easy, don't don't do the single moms. Leave them alone. But for the most part, they can. It can be a good relationship, mainly because they have their own place. They're not trying to look look to move in with you. And if you uh, 
if you can establish and maintain your boundaries with them, then uh, it can be a really good relationship. Yeah, if they start talking about like wanting to move in or shit like that, then ghost them. Most guys don't have the problem that they run in with single moms that they don't have boundaries, much less have any to, to reinforce with them. And that's where they get fucked up. I know because I've been there. You don't, if you don't have boundaries and willing to enforce them and stuff like that, they can be a fucking nightmare. Like some of the, uh, some of the boundaries I have, like I, when I was dating, Whenever I date single moms, if they have young children, I don't, I don't, I don't meet the children. Like I don't, I don't want to meet them. My, my, my whole thing, my motto with dating single moms, like I'm there for them, not their not kids. kids, not their fucking exes. Yeah, that shit. In fact, I tell single, I've always told single moms if, like, if they have ex, or if they have drama with their exes and stuff, if I get even a fucking whiff of it, my direction, I'm done. Yep. Like, I'm not even going to call you. I'm just going to stop saying I will become absent. Yep. <laughs> if you call, I will not respond. Well, and I've been there, too. I've, I've told, well, shit, when I met my ex-wife, her kids lived with their dad. And when she decided to introduce them to me, and they, they were teenagers at that point. But I was like, look, you have a dad. I'm not trying to be your dad. I'm not trying to replace your dad, Okay. I'm not here for you. I'm here for your mom. Okay. So, you know, not saying we can't be friends, not saying we can't get along, not saying you can't talk to me and I'm not going to talk to you. No, but let's make it clear. I'm not here for you. I'm here for your mother. Okay. And that's how I view every woman that I've ever met who's a mother. And most of them are. The great majority unless they're either under the age of about 27 or they made a choice and decided I'm not having kids for reasons. Doesn't matter why. Okay. Or they missed the boat because they got caught up in careers and whatever else. And Hey, you know, now she's 43 and wants to be a mom and yet that ship sailed. Okay. And I've, I've met them all guys. I've met women that I don't want kids because reasons, and then they changed their mind later or they still held with it. I don't want kids because reasons. Okay, cool. You're my kind of woman. I'd prefer you not to have kids, but if you do, that's okay. I'm not here for them. I'm here for you. Now, depends on the age of the kids. Oh, they're teenagers? Okay, no harm, no foul. We're still good because they are somewhat mostly autonomous. You can leave them alone for the weekend and trust that most likely they're not going to burn the house down. You can go and we're going to go to Wendover and sit in a hot tub and it'll be fine. Now, they're under the age of 10? That's a problem. Because you need a babysitter and you need to check on them. And I get it. I understand it. But I don't want to deal with that. The logistics of it become more problematic. Right. When it well, that's something that you have to understand when you're dating a single mom, especially with like young kids and stuff, is that you're not you're not going to be a priority. But yeah. if you're okay and with that, yeah, if you're okay exactly. with that, it can it can work. Oh, and it can actually work in your favor. Yes. Because there are so many guys that don't want to date single moms. And yet, from my experience, some of the best sex I ever had was from single moms. Well, it's it's like the it's like that, you know, the the whole love bombing thing. Mm -hmm. Where they everyone everyone online says, well, they love bomb you to get, you know, to draw you in. A lot of times that well, sometimes that's true, but also too, 
that also happens because they haven't had sex in a while. So yes, Zachary, I was at one point. Yes. And, and here's another benefit, if you will, since Bull brought up the topic. Single moms of all walks of life, whether they're very young children, you know, because she had them later in life or she's young herself. Okay. She's a 20 something year old girl and she's got a three year old, whatever. Okay. Single moms, believe it or not, in my experience, are the least likely to flake on you. Okay. Yeah. Granted, you have a plan. You make the, you know, hey, we're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to do this. You know, when you, you know, hey, let's meet up for a drink. And she goes, cool, where? And you say, here, this time, this date. She's less likely to flake on you than a woman without kids. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, there, I a lot of times, a lot of times they're just happy to get out of the fucking house for a few hours. Right. And, and as long as they can get a babysitter or, you know, Hey, I have to check on the kids for a minute. Do you mind? No, I don't mind as long as it's brief, but she's more likely to not flake because her time is so limited between work and raising kids and doing all the bullshit. Okay. It's why I don't mind dating single moms because their time, just like mine, she values her time and it's limited. So she doesn't want to fuck around. She doesn't want to play games and well, you know, or she just ghosts, you know, just doesn't show up. I've only had one ghost in the last five years. And gee, what do you know? She didn't have kids. You know, the rest of them, hey, they had kids. And when they said they were going to show up, when we agreed upon a date and a time, and this is what we're doing, every fucking one of them, whether it went anywhere or not, they all showed up, okay? Because their time's valuable and they know it. And so why would they squander it fucking around? You know, if she's not interested, she'll tell me, yeah, this isn't, nah, not interested. All right. Cool. Goodbye. Otherwise, yeah, a lot of, they show up. Yeah, because that's the thing. Uh, another thing too, like single moms, that they they have jobs, they have their own money and stuff too. Yeah, like they're not depending on you. They're not no. depending on you. It, it goes back to they don't need a man. They want and that's a man. that's a lot of time. That's why I like her relationship with a single mom because like they're in it because they like you. Exactly. They don't have to be there. No. Definitely not in it for the money for most of the time. Yeah. They're just there because you're fun to be around. Exactly. If you're, if you're able to be somewhat fun to be around, like I'm going to tell you, if, if you cannot, if you can establish and reinforce your boundaries up front with single moms, number one, they'll respect you more for it. Like, yep. okay. They're like, oh, okay, cool. At least you let me know ahead of time. I like that. If you, they're, they're a lot more agreeable, a lot more amenable to that type of, that type of stuff than, than girls that don't have kids and shit. Right. They're girls without kids are a lot more likely. I don't like that. Fuck you. You know, Exactly. Oh, well, and to go off of what Dante said here, and and then Zachary was asking him if he would care to elaborate, but I'm going to I'm going to throw my two cents at this. He said, I understand now why the direct approach works with them, Rob. They want to know if you really want to make it happen. OK, the biggest complaint I've heard from women over the last five years since my ex-girlfriend when I got back in the trenches, okay? The biggest complaint of all women, not just single moms, 
you know, women without kids, it doesn't matter, is that guys are too wishy-washy. Guys are too afraid of taking charge and saying, let's do this. Guys are too passive. Guys are more like women in the past. You're, you're now, as a guy, as a group, not saying you individually, but as a group, you're too afraid of rejection and offending. And so you're pussyfooting and you're dragging shit out in text or phone calls and you're not being assertive enough to say, hey, let's meet up this day, this time, this location. And then if she says, I can't do it that day, you go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> she blocks the streets. Yeah, you didn't let her finish, which was, if you had to let her finish, she'd have said, I can't make it Wednesday, but I can do Thursday, okay? Because a woman who is interested, if she can't make it the day you propose, you're, you know, I it happened with me and the belly dancer. When we very first started talking and we're bantering, you know, getting to know each other very briefly via text, I said a few jokes and she laughed and I said, hey, let's meet up. And she said, okay, when? And I said, Tuesday, this day, you know, Tuesday, this date, August second or something like that. I think it was the second, you know, at this place, this time. And she said, I can't. Now, if you're a Spurg, you're going to go, ah, fuck it. They belong to the streets. Okay. But I, I let her, I didn't say anything. She just said, I can't Tuesday, but I can do Wednesday. Well, Hey, guess what? So could I, because yeah, I, like had I had nothing going on. So I said, okay, Wednesday works, same place, same time. And she said, sounds great. And here we are two years later, okay? So you have to be flexible, but at the same time, you have to kind of take charge. And women who have kids, their time's limited because of the kids, because of their dog, because of their job, their career, because they're strong, independent women, okay? But if you give them a plan and she either will accept and say, yep, Tuesday at seven o'clock works, and there you go. Or she goes, I can't on Tuesday. And if you shut your fucking mouth and just <laughs> let her go, she'll either say, I can't, and then just leave it there, which, well, that kind of tells you, yeah, she's fucking with you. Let it go. Or... She counter offers. She'll be like, I can't do it on Tuesday, but I can do it on Wednesday. Or I can't do it on Tuesday, but I can do it on Thursday or whatever day. Also, and too, you go, if you wanna if you wanna eliminate last minute resistance or don't want to have to worry about last minute resistance, date a single mom. Dude, you're, you you I've never had last minute resistance from a single ever. Dude, I've never ever. had last minute resistance, period. That girl, remember that girl I, I told you to uh ask her if she wants to come to my hotel room and pet my and meet my dog yeah meet your dog yeah that gal yeah i mean after no we had, after, last minute resistance no last minute resistance in fact because i asked her because whenever uh whenever we we're doing our thing she was like really really tight like mm. ridiculously tight and i was like and afterwards i said how, don't mind me asking like how long has it been since you had sex because you're kind of you're, you're tighter than a nun's knee sweetheart she was she said it had been it had been a hot a year minute. yeah, yeah oh, she dude. said it was over a year dude I remember, and this goes back to season two, 
with teriyaki as as she left and we're getting to the intro of season three for zachary here okay when uh after teriyaki was out and there was the bosnian chick that showed up and then there was the belly dancer showed up and then there was the girl who liked pain okay because her and i had a thing for a minute okay girl who liked pain was 33 at the time i was 50 this is over a year ago okay she hadn't had sex in four years according to her she hadn't had sex she hadn't dated either one hadn't dated hadn't had sex in four fucking years and as a guy i'm just like what the fuck the longest i've ever gone is a year that's it anything else it's like nah that's too fucking long okay I want four, you years, sir. four years four fucking years man yeah she was like 28 the last time she'd had sex okay yeah, and i was like it wow like that girl there she said a year i've i've heard i've heard a couple years from girls i've heard like six months nine months it's been a while for a lot of those girls man you don't women understand like don't need sex like men do that's why you know that's the 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 reconciliation I've had to come to over time. I mean, the belly dancer, when I met her, you know, yeah, she was dating me. She was dating another dude that she'd met before me at that point, which is fine because that's what women do. They're natural plate spinners. But before that guy, two years, okay? Because she was grieving the death of her husband. It's just like, Jesus, women don't view sex like men do. For us, it's a need. For them, eh, it's nice. I enjoy it. I like it. But, eh, you know, it's it's fine if I don't. That's when I, when I was talking to the girl who likes pain. You know, oh, 33 yeah. years old, and she's like, yeah, it's been four years. And I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I can tell because the way she responded to me was like, wow, holy shit. Like a virgin. <laughs> the very first time. Okay. Yeah. But in other ways, I'm just like, what the fuck? But she too was a single mom and, and she here, been raising kids. You know, the bottom, the bottom line with this whole conversation, guys, is that as a, regarding single moms, don't read, don't believe everything you read on the fucking internet. Oh, the internet's uh, cancer. The thing, the thing about it is like I, I've experienced this a lot of times in single moms. They, if they like you, they're going, they will make time for you. Mm -hmm. It may not be on your schedule. But it, they will definitely make time for you. They will move shit around. They will get a babysitter. If they're like interested says. enough, if they're interested enough, they'll get a babysitter and all that. And, and the Zachary, more, go and ahead. more important, another important aspect with that is so, like for example, I, I I've told I've told my current girlfriend, like I don't I don't want to meet your your fucking ex husband, even though her ex husband's asked her several times that he wants to meet me. I'm like I have no interest in meeting him. Keep him right. the fuck away from me. I don't right. want to fucking meet him. Yeah, I, I don't. Here. I don't need to meet. I now, don't need to meet your exes. If whenever you establish brown, when you first establish boundaries inside the relationship, that girl will work her ass off to maintain those boundaries. But she doesn't want to fuck a good thing up. Okay, and they're they're a lot compared to girls that don't have kids and stuff. They're they're a lot more amenable. They'll they'll try to keep that nonsense and that fucking drama out of the relationship. Yep. Even with their own kids. Like oh they'll, yeah. They'll fucking, you know even with their own kids it's like uh they'll try to keep all that kid drama shit out too so if like the oh, kid yeah. doesn't like you if the kids don't like you or something if she's into you she's not going to give a shit 
Like she's not gonna bring that in a relationship. She's not gonna be like, well, my kids have a problem with. It. She's not gonna give a fuck. She'd be like, well, she'll she'll deal with it on her end, and you won't you won't hear much of it, if at all. Right. Well, and to go with Zachary here, would you say single moms need less plausible deniability? Yes and no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They uh. So they do. All girls need some plausible deniability at first. Even single moms do. Even single yeah. moms, but the but the level of effort and the giving them that plausible deniability, the bar is a lot lower. Like I said, they, that, that one girl. That one girl, I was like, want to go back to my hotel room and meet my dog because she had dogs of her own. She had like two or three dogs of hers. She likes dogs. I'm like, well, you want to go see my dog? Like the plausible, the the barrier to entry for that plausible that plausible deniability was fucking subterranean. I didn't yeah. even think it would work. I, like I just threw it out there. I yeah, like, you just wanted to see what would stick to the wall. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's what I did here over a year ago when I met a woman, and I took one from you. Instead of, hey, do you want to come to my place and pet my dog? It was, hey, do you want to come to my house and meet my cats? And yes, she too was a single mom. And she was like, okay. That it's like she knew what the fuck I was inferring. And that's that's the key here, guys. Whether she's a single mom or she's not. Unless she's extremely young. We're talking borderline legal type of shit okay otherwise every woman that you're going to meet has already been through the gauntlet as far as guys talking to her and she figured out unless she's got brain damage she figured out at some point that oh this guy wants to fuck me okay so she knows why you're there you know why you're there you want to fuck her she knows you want to fuck her. The point is, don't step on your own dick and fuck it up. And don't be crude. You don't need to be crude. That's what I think plausible deniability is. Sure. It's, it's, hey, you know, I remember walking out of the bar with the chick that I was with a year ago. And it was a work night. The next day I had to go to work. I was fucking tired because I just got off work. And we go, we meet up. I'm like, oh would i'd fuck her yeah she's cute we get talking we have a couple of drinks i pay the tab because that's part of doing business you you fucking pick up the tab guys we're walking out the door and i'm tired i'm not exhausted but i'm tired i'm like i could go home and go to bed it's still you know it's like 11 o'clock I got to get up at five. I could go home and go to bed or I can invite her back. And if she says yes, it's on. Either way, if she says nah, it's fine because then I get to go home and go to bed. So we walk out the door and I go, ah, hey, it's been great. And she's like, oh, yeah, this has been great. And that's when I was like, I'm going to pull a bull, a bull rush card here in a minute. And I said, so what do you want to do? And if she had said I'm tired. I'm going to go home. I'd have said, cool. It's been great meeting you. Now, maybe we would have met up again. Maybe not. But either way, I'm good with her answer. If she'd have said, I'm going to go home. It's late. Because it was to me. It's like, I got to get up in like six hours. I'm fucking tired. I want to go to bed. But she's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Just like you've all heard it, right? What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want? So I turned around and I looked at her and I said, you want to come over to my house and meet my cats? Taking one from Bull. And if she'd have said no, 
I'd have been like, that's cool. And that would have been it. And I went home and went to bed. Instead, she's like, sure. And right there I knew, oh, it's fucking on. It's like, okay, where are you parked? Oh, I'm over here. Cool. I'll walk you to my car. Follow me to my car. So she did. And then she followed me home. And yeah, we had sex. She met the cats and, you know, hey, there's my cats. This one likes you. This one doesn't because they're both assholes. And then we went straight to the bedroom. Okay. She too's a single mom. She doesn't need as much plausible deniability, but the truth is none of them do. You can be fairly direct without being crude, without my, being uh, older. My, my current girlfriend, we... When we first met up to uh, have have dinner, or it was like a late lunch. That I had to leave that evening because I was going to go. I was going to go fishing, and uh, yeah, well, I was paying a bill and stuff after we got done eating. And she said she pulled her sleeve to the side. She's like, "Do you like my bra? It's new." <laughs> I just looked at it. I'm like, um, I leaned over and looked down a little bit. I'm like, that's a nice bra. I'm like, uh, you want to go somewhere with me? that's when you flip the script and i'm like madam i'm sorry i'm not that kind of boy (laughs) you know you fuck with her at that point if she's like oh hey what do you think of this bra madam get behind me satan you know you fuck with her okay but billy billy women are never not having sex that's what donovan sharp says lol Mm. dude i mean i i i have no disrespect to donovan I I watched some of his stuff here a few years ago and I liked him. I still do as a person. I I mean, I don't know the guy personally, but I liked his earlier stuff in the beginning when I first came into all this shit because Donovan was kind of edgy and he was very straightforward and he was kind of blunt and in your face and he, he was offensive and I liked that and I still do. Because I'm kind of the same way, okay? But if women are never not having sex, according to Donovan, dude, does that sound like bait or not? Sounds it sounds a tad a tad hyperbole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and lacking sounds, of context. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it sounds hyperbolic or hyperbolic, and it sounds like something that his audience wants to hear. Okay. When the truth is, because I've met them. And I'm not the one asking them. So, hey, when's the last time you had sex? (laughs) I don't care. They're the ones bringing it up. Unsolicited, unannounced. And again, it goes back to the whole, for now. Okay. You always take everything with a grain of salt. But I have had women say, oh my God, it's been six months. It's been a year. It's been two years. It's been five years. Whatever it is. And all I think is, oh, wow, really? God damn, I couldn't go that long because I'm a guy and I know me and I know what my needs are. The longest I ever went was a year. After that, fuck that shit. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't ever doing that again, okay? But I've heard women just nonchalantly, oh, it's been four years, it's been two years, it's been a year, it's been six months, and maybe they're full of shit. Maybe they're cab- not. I'll put a caveat on that though. That doesn't mean in the mean in the interim they're not like flicking their bean or oh no, no, uh, no, no. Right? Masturbation's going on. Yeah. I know that. I'm not yeah. that fucking naive. 
Yeah, just because they haven't had sex doesn't mean they haven't been jerking off. Okay. It's Same just they haven't had a man. On that vibrator. Yeah. 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 They they may have, you know, the the you know, their battery operated boyfriend, Bob, he's Bob's been put the work. Yeah, Bob's been working overdrive. Yeah. Okay. But the fact that they've had a real life breathing man up inside them and it's been six months, a year, two years, four years. I hey guys, this is unsolicited shit that I've heard fall out of their mouths. And again, keep in mind with you and for now. Okay, keep all that shit in mind. But why are they saying it? And it ties into last minute resistance. Okay, I've I, I know the term LMS, you know, because the PUA guys love their fucking jargon and their vocabulary. And yet I've never encountered last minute resistance. I've never had it. I know what it is. I know it exists. I know other guys have had it. I've never had it. And all I can figure is either I am the luckiest son of a bitch on the planet or maybe I'm a little more calibrated, you know, maybe because I'm not so, you know, hard up, so eager to get to sex because to me, that's all last minute resistance is. It's a guy pushing a little too hard where I'm like, hey, so what do you want to do now? I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to come to my house and meet my cats? Sure. No last minute resistance there. Because if she'd have said, eh, you know, that's a great idea, but I'm, I think I'm going to go home. I'd have been like, okay, you know, have fun. I'll talk to you later. And that would have been it. I would have been fine if she'd have said no. Okay. I just, I've never had LMS. I've never had it. I understand it from a, you know, uh, an abstract, you know, an abstract hypothetical standpoint. I understand what it is. And all I can figure is it's you're pushing a little too hard, a little too fast. And I've never done that because in the end, I'm like, either you want to come home with me or you don't. And if you don't, that's okay. I'll go home or I'll find someone else. Or they decide, yeah, sure. I'll meet your cats. Cool. Let's go. And I've never had it. And that's just because I don't push too hard because I don't, I like sex. I enjoy it. I enjoy women. But at the same time, I also have work the next day or I have something else going on. And if you're not down, that's cool. We can try again for another time, maybe. Otherwise, fuck it. I'm going home, you know? And maybe that's, it's the lack of pressure on my part that it's like, hey, do you want to do this? It'll be fun. Yeah, I like fun. Cool. Me too. I like fun too. Petting my cats is fun, you know, or eh, I'm not really feeling it. All right. All right. See you later. We'll try again, maybe another time or not. Yeah, bottom line, bottom line is like with single moms, accept that you're not going to be a priority for them. And uh, if you can accept that, that's a good thing. You're going to have a lot easier time and also establish boundaries up front. <laughs> Don't be afraid to do that. What did right. Nick say? Single moms are the most precious creatures. Well, single moms are nice people. On God's green earth, yeah, single moms are nice people. You know, but that's, <laughs> some have a great some point. have a great pan, snack pantry too. Oh, absolutely. Is Kate here? Yeah, she's here. Oh, she is. Broke up with a boyfriend six weeks. You, oh, Kate, you're a liar. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I'm glad you're here, Kate. Good to see you. Yeah, you're exactly. a liar, but we're glad you're here. Yeah, exactly. Both. I'm glad you're a liar and you're here. Okay. You know, that's the point. It's like, guys, women do not have 
the same type of sex drive we do. Now, that doesn't mean they don't want it. They don't like it. None of that. But we see it as a need. It's it's always in, the, it's a subroutine in the background. I know it is for me, even at 51. It's always there, okay? It's always running. So yeah, I'm always viewing everything through that lens. And yet the more women I've been with, and again, it's unsolicited. I don't ask them. I'm not. It may, not be a, it may not be a hurricane force wind like it was when our twenties, but it's still no. Thank it's still God. a cool breeze. Yeah, oh, it, it's more than a cool breeze. But thank God it's not <laughs> a cat five like it was when I was twenty. Jesus. Yeah. I, I look back at those days and I'm like, fuck. How did I even get anything done? Because that's all. <laughs> that wasn't in the back of my mind. That was front and center. Where now, at least, it's more in the back of my mind. But it, it goes back to, we, we sit here, and like I said, women, if you let them, you don't judge them, you don't pull your morality out, and, you know, you start asking them, you know, police questions. So, Kate, how many guys have you had? What's your notch count? You don't fucking do that, because one, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Two, she's probably going to lie. If you put her on the stand. Yeah, you're never going to know that. Yeah, she's going to go, I've had three, okay? Because that's the safe answer. And either you're going to say bullshit or you're going to believe her. Either way, it doesn't matter. So I don't ever bring it up ever. Just like, so when's the last time you had sex? Because I know the last time I had sex. I know when that was. And that was recent. I'm not going to ask her that. She either did or she didn't. I'm going to assume she probably had sex 20 minutes before she met me. Because, you know, it's back to... For now. Okay. But then when she's the one that goes, oh my God. I don't don't have a dick in me now, so... (laughs) Right. I don't have a dick in me now, so it must be your turn. Okay. Hey, cool. I'm just happy to be here. Okay. But I look at it, I don't ask because it doesn't matter. I don't care. They're going to lie anyway, so who gives a fuck? But they're the ones that bring it up that they're like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I haven't had sex in four years. And then I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, record scratch, you know, what? Yeah, I haven't had sex in four years. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and they'll admit to Bob. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not saying I haven't masturbated, but having a man, yeah, it's been four years or it's been a year. It's been two years. I've missed this. That's why I have to throw that's why I have to throw my bed sheets away. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's that's the point. You know, I don't ask them because I they're not going to be completely honest because of fear of judgment. And I don't care because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. Okay. It's like, whatever. Maybe you got laid 10 minutes before you met me. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Okay. Maybe it was a week ago. Maybe it was a month ago. Maybe it was six months ago. Maybe it was six years ago. I, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, but they're just like, holy shit. I've missed that. And I'm like, missed what? They're like the sex. I haven't had sex in like two years. Wow. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Huh. When's the last time you had sex? 20 minutes before you, you know, whatever it is, you know, I throw the, you know, when they bring that one's the last time you had sex, 
Well, let's see. I met a chick right before I met you. You know, I fuck with them, you know, but the truth is it's like, usually it's within a week or a few days. It's like, ah, it's been, you know, a couple of days. Yeah, asking was last time you had sex. Do you mean like today or the. Yeah, exactly. You had sex today or are we talking in the last year? You know, it's amused mastery. It's agree and amplify. You fuck with them because they don't care either. Okay. They're like, whatever, dude. You know, they either know you know what you're doing or they figure out why you don't know what you're doing. And they understand <laughs> that because they do. And all every woman I've met in the last few years, they're just like, wow, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, I too have been in a rodeo before, you know, <laughs> and then leave it at that. Just leave it at that. It's like, draw what you will from it. You'll either think I'm a whore or you think I won't. Either way, I don't care. You know, it's funny. That they, really, they really don't care either. They do not care. They do not. You know, guys get caught up in notch count. Women don't. Guys worry about it. Women don't give a fuck. If anything, they're like, yeah, I figured you, you've you had enough experience because goddamn. And that's where all I could think was for now. You know, we're back to that again. Well, and, that's that's my thing. Like, you, you got guys on, on Twitter and shit. They're like. They know they're not kind of like for me, if you can remember, so like I'm I'm like 40 now. If I can if I can go back and remember every single girl I've slept with since I was in my teens, I've not had that many girls. If I can remember all of them like that, I can't. Uh oh, same here. But if you're if you're a guy that you can go that far back, 15, 10, 20 years, and 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 like account for every single girl that you slept with, you haven't slept with them. Or you're Maybe. lying. Well, there's I can't the remember all of them. I can't remember all of them. I can remember all of mine only because the, the the going back to the morality at the beginning of the show. Okay, you know, guys, you know, bringing up their morality because you know we got to go back to the fifties or whatever. You know, it's if you're just out banging chicks, it's meaningless sex. And even Rollo said it. Hey, every woman I ever slept with meant something to me. And that's why I remember all of mine, because even if it was a one night stand or a dirty weekend, or it went for a few weeks or a couple of months, or it went for years, okay? I remember all of mine because they all meant something to me, okay? Every one of them, even the one night stand, the chick that, you know, I said, hey, you know, I took your line. Just, just just, to throw it out there and see what would happen. Hey, you want to come over and pet my cats, meet my cats? Sure. That my was a one-night stand. My question is, if, you, if you're if you banging a girl and she leaves and then she comes back, does that count as one or two? That's only one because it's the only same one. Chick. Yeah. The, to me, the notch is it's got to be a different woman. Now, whether you only have a one-night stand, a dirty weekend, a Torrid affair, whatever you want to call it, or an LTR, you know, because some of these dipshits think that after you fuck her, you're now in a relationship. And I'm like, no, <laughs> whatever. Okay. But however you want to define it, to me, it's in order for it to be a new notch, if you will, it's got to be a different woman. You know, you could bang a chick and you've been banging her on and off for five years. Yeah, well, that's still only one because it's the same chick, okay? Because I've had a few of them that it's like, oh, yeah, I, this chick, I banged her on and off for five years. We dated for about a month, and I realized I couldn't do it because I needed more than just the sex, but the sex was good, and her body was great, but everything else fell flat. So, hey, I can't date you. I can't be monogamous to you. I can't be that guy, but... 
if you want to come around and we can still get together and, you know, be friends with benefits. I've had women cool off after their butt hurt and their anger and, you know, their, their, all the sting of rejection when I said, I can't do this. I've had women come back two weeks later. Yeah, I've changed, you know, I've, I've cooled off. I've thought about it. We can do that. Oh, cool. You want to come over? Sure. Five years later, on and off, still banging the same chick. But I would never marry her. I would never cohabitate. We're not in a relationship. We just get together and fuck on occasion. I've had that's my, that. That's my current girlfriend. She keeps coming back for some reason. <laughs> well, you know. Despite my best efforts. <laughs> Despite I, your best efforts. Well, no, I mean, because like, I, I mean, there's times where I just ignore her. I'm not gonna lie. Right. I'm just, she'll she'll text or message me or try to call. I just ignore her. Well, she just keeps coming back. She's she's very persistent. I'll give her that. She's persistent. Yeah, well, you know what? And that says a lot. Because you've brought up persistent now. Nick's brought up persistent with Little Spurg. Okay. The, the, you know, that's a lot of times, you know, that's what we call organic. You know, guys end up, you know, I met this girl and we dated and she touched my pee-pee and... A year later, we were living together, and a year after that, we got married. I don't know how it happened. Sure you do, bro. She was persistent. Okay. Maybe you, you wanted more. Maybe you down over time. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to look. you, man. She worked maybe, you. Maybe. She, she, she had good girl game, so. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Kind of like, you know, here, guys, whether you like it or not, Here's probably one of the most honest answers you're going to get from a woman. Right here, what Kate said. I don't give a damn about a man's notch count if he's clean. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. Okay, whether you've had two or you've had 2,000. Okay, as long as you know what you're doing and as long as you're clean. There you go. And that's kind of take that one from the women. Who cares what hers is as long as she knows what she's doing, at least in my book. Let me see your papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as long as uh, hey, we're not getting pregnant, and I'm not getting a disease, I don't give a fuck. That's how I look at that. I look so, at it like I look at it like uh, penicillins. There's that. You always got penicillin to fall back on in case you made an oopsie. Because because the, the whole STD thing, like most STDs are are curable. There's a couple of them that aren't, but for the most part, they're curable with a little bit of penicillin or something. It'd be fine. Don't let that shit. Don't let that shit get you sidetracked. Men are starting to care about other men, dude. Notch count is. Dude, notch counts are for other guys. It's not for the girl. Any guy that goes off on his notch count, he's not trying to impress girls. He's trying to impress other guys. So just keep that. Are we talking about this comment here? Yeah. Oh, wait. Men are starting to care about another. It, it's like I said, it's like I said last night. Like, like dude, dudes, uh, what do you call it? Their their morals, they're, they're not their morals are for other dudes, not it is to impress women. It is like that, mor morality. Morality that, doesn't work on women. Morality works on other men. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. Guys worrying about another guy's notch count, Dante. That's that's feminized men thinking. Okay. Just just so you know that bull nailed it. Morality is not for women. It's for other men. Okay. So when guys say we need to go to the fifties and you need to marry a virgin waifu trad, whatever bullshit, that's not guys talking to women. 
They're talking to you. I've never had That's a girl. I've never had a girl reject me because I lack morals. Oh, same. Oh my God, dude. In fact, the more <laughs> degenerate I can be, sometimes just about like, to say, give me yeah. some of that shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no shit. That's what I mean. You know, oh, fuck. it's like I was oh. saying earlier. Morality never got never got me a blowjob. Morality never got me a date with a girl. Morality never never got me a fucking job for a job interview. Morality does never help. No, it's well, all in your and, head. And even Kate nailed it here. Only other men care about other men's notch counts, just like Jim PRs. Yeah. Dude, it's the post physique thing. You know, oh yeah, you're this post physique. And the first time I heard it, I thought, dude, why do you want to see my my, my physique? Do you want to jerk off to it? You know, because that's what immediately what I went to. It's like, this is a guy that wants to jack off to my picture. You know, he's he's worried about my physique. What do you fucking care what I look like? Because I do not care what he looks like. Like, even, like with Drew Bay, not. he Drew Bay posts his fucking pics of himself and his Speedos and shit now on Twitter. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> right. I mean, I God bless him, though. Like, yeah, a, like good job, bro. Yeah, I appreciate he's showing results. I appreciate yeah. that he's walking. But he's he's not doing. He's doing that for a different reason, though. Like and I understand him. that, and I get that. Yeah. He's not virtue signaling. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm in the same boat that I'm kind of like Drew, baby. Whoa. What's some cargo I, shorts I, on? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah put, put a t-shirt, a hat, and some cargo shirts on. I don't want to see that shit. You know, you're you're not you're not arousing me, bro. But I know that's not what he, his intent is, okay? But it's the same idea when you hear the post-physique for bros. I like or what Kate said. Morality, morality can't buy steak dinner. No, no shit. It really can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's almost a good end note right there. <laughs> hey, kids, you know what? We're going to call it because, my God, we're going on two hours and 40 minutes here, even without Nick. And, you know, fuck you, Nick, because you couldn't be here because I'm sick, but I showed up in the chat. Yeah, whatever, motherfucker. Hey, I'm going to give you guys something. Instead of the usual ending, I'm going to give you something else for fun. So watch this. Where's it at? Here we go. What's poppin'? Don't mind me just watching. 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 Hi guys, come train abs with me, even though the camera will be pointed so far up my ass, you can see what I had for breakfast. I start off with a candid shot of my ass, drinking water, then purposely bend down for you to see that pussy fat. I then do one ab exercise to pretend that this is what the video is about, and after I will sit and pretend I'm sweating. At the end of the video, I will unnecessarily grab my tits to pretend to show off my abs, when really I just want you to see that they're a handful. I'll then give you one last look at my ass and walk off. See you next time. Hello, Bubbles. Hello? Oh, can somebody please take a picture of me? Hello, there's a picture. Oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my God! Oh my. Fuck your favorite sports team. They give no fucks about you or the game they lost the other day that you are still sad about. All they care about is that you buy the tickets for the games and the merch. By all means, enjoy watching professional sports in the stadium or on TV, whatever you like. But don't get emotionally invested because at the end of the day, whether they win or lose, they still get paid and you do not. So fuck it. Lord, I've had a good life and I think I lived it right.
Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. <laughs> 